Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Five Wednesday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM sixteen hundred KIVA BQ FM, RockofTalk.com. Five fifty fifty five hundred is the number to call. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can become a subscriber directly at RockofTalk.chat. And hey, download our free apps at RockofTalk.tv and RockofTalk.com. I am broadcasting remotely, if you cannot tell. This is the first-of-its-kind type of broadcast, ladies and gentlemen, right here. I'm broadcasting from the Stanton Hotel in El Paso, Texas, here this afternoon as I uh, tune in to try the latest and greatest of our Equipment here as D-Dowd Muska moves on into the studio for the next few days, and I move on out and moving on up uh, here to, well, I guess it's not George and Wheezy, it's Doug and, uh, I don't know, Eddie, uh, or excuse me, Dowd and Eddie here uh, in the Kiva. I got to say good afternoon to my broadcasting partner, uh, D-Dowd Muska, the Dowd 3000. How are you, Dowd? Uh, good afternoon, sir. Uh, I, I You are uh, broadcasting apparently from... Uh, a free state, the free state of Texas. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Eric and I are stuck here in the unfree state of New Mexico. Yeah, you guys are there. I'm trying to sort of log in so I could see you. I was hoping that uh, Eric would be able to to make sure that I could see you visually and so everybody can see more than White Sands and uh, Eddie Dowd and uh, Rudy Grande. And incidentally, Rudy Grande is actually uh, selling a lot of advertising for us. We've got two new advertisers. Slate Street has uh, come on and we also have a Clint... Bridges Mortgage Broker, who's also joining us uh, as well. We want to welcome them into the Kiva, as so many of our advertisers have uh, reaped the benefits of uh, being here on our broadcasting uh, station. And uh, Dowd, I know that we've got a heavy show lined up for us. I've asked you to sort of take the reins while I handle the technical stuff in the background. Great show yesterday. That, of course, from the lovely confines of the Kiva, but now we are disassociated. I'm in a different state entirely, and hopefully I'm coming in nice and loud and clear. You guys are welcome to go ahead and offer your comments on this technical aspect of this broadcast by uh, texting in directly. 505-550-5500, as always. So what's on tap this this afternoon for the Rock of Talk broadcast out? Yeah, Eddie, we're going to... We're gonna- Throw, in, throw out a couple of rando uh, stories that I've been sort of collecting and, and uh, they're not really linked together, but we do have a couple of major themes. Uh, we're going to go back to coronavirus. Uh, I know we all want to be free, but some of us uh, apparently don't want to be free from the coronavirus. And I teased yesterday, I'm, I'm very, very guilty because I teased at the start of the show yesterday, we were going to talk about some <clears throat> events and uh, experiences that you cannot experience in New Mexico unless you are... Uh, uh, certified with the injections and we did not get to that and it was the ultimate tease because people had to wait almost a full day for, we're going to get to that first uh we're also going to talk about i've just been saving a bunch of stories about our elites uh not so much our international elites but our our domestic elites here and and uh what they've been up to i call it creepy elites apparently our friend jeffrey epstein in, in addition to his properties up for sale uh, outside of the crib, the two little islands he's got are now uh, up for sale, uh, worth potentially hundreds of millions of dollars. I've got the two luckiest women in the world. That would be Melinda Gates and uh, Mackenzie, formerly Bezos, and uh, how they're trying to sort of uh, craft their image moving forward away from their husbands. Uh, some creepy stuff about Planned Parenthood, uh, Chris Cuomo, that kind of stuff. Uh, so we're going to do creepy elite segment uh, number two. We're going to do Rona number one. And then we're going to get back to wokeness because we really focused more on 
the transgendered community yesterday. We really didn't get into race. And there was a fascinating story that ran yesterday. It's a very, very hot off the presses up in Los Alamos. A very, very angry uh, doctor, as, as our former President Obama would put it, ob doctor up in Los Alamos. She has stomped away. She's taking her toys and she's moving. Uh, she's leaving, picking up her balls and toys and leaving because she wasn't treated well. Uh, she wasn't respected as a Latina professional in uh, Los Alamos at the hospital up there. And I think it really helps illustrate the hypersensitivity with uh, certain groups, certain individuals uh, going uh, just crazy, 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 uh, claiming to be a hostile workplace. It's interesting because all these accusations are made in her article. She doesn't proffer any actual proof. Uh, at one point, she even says, oh, I, even if these were only rumors, uh, and, and I can't prove that they actually happened. It's bad enough. So we're going to look at the whole racial stuff, more of your money being spent on this kind of nonsense. And uh, for the cherry on top, maybe at the end of the broadcast, we'll talk about my new posting up at rockoftalk.chat, 19.6 cents a day, ladies and gentlemen, come on in and subscribe. Eddie, I looked at the numbers on employment in, in uh, New Mexico compared nationally and compared to our neighbors. And one of the really frustrating things as a researcher that just drives you crazy with uh, federal economists when they're looking at data is oftentimes they'll go back and revise it. They'll, they'll change their formula. Oh. And so what do they revise the numbers down? They, they jump in there? The numbers. Oh, and wow. you know, we've always been doing for months and months and months and months and months. We've been doing terribly in terms of our unemployment numbers in New Mexico, you know, near the bottom tied for the bottom. Uh, we have a new distinction in light of the revised numbers and we are in a class entirely on our own. And I ran the data going oh, back wow. two years and I did a big chart uh, available at rockoftalk.chat, but you can't see it unless you're a subscriber uh, looking at the situation in New Mexico and how the massive amount of government employment in our state, it kind of insulates us when there's a bad spike in unemployment. But, but what benefit we get in those early months of a recession or early months of a public health hysteria they quickly fade out and we're back to having really, really bad unemployment while our neighbors thrive, while the country thrives. So it's kind of a unique perspective on unemployment. And we will be discussing that in our third hour. So lots to talk about. Uh, I am here in the Kiva at home base. Uh, Eric, producer Eric is on the other side of the glass. I'm looking through the glass and uh, he's, he's giving me hand signals, but not uh, with fists, not with fingers. That's good. Uh, it's very in my entire <laughs> life with Rock and Rock. I have never looked through this glass and seen anyone but Eddie. I'm used to seeing a certain uh, image there. Oh, no, no, he's got now he's giving me the okay. Uh, he's getting demonic over there. So it's a little jarring for me. And frankly, Eddie, I've been sick for a couple of days. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. What's going on? What do you got? Do you got the, the new strain? Did you get the, the did you get all the night. new strain? I got the, the, I had the sore throat, the pressure headache, and it might have been the weather. I went to bed okay. almost immediately after the show ended last night, uh, did my oh. work and got everything out. I went to bed and even really slept through almost till noon today. I, I have, I, I feel, my heart feels like an alligator. I got a, I got a Dion's pizza. I picked the wrong size pizza. I wanted the smallest. I ended up with the largest. I am full of Canadian bacon and Italian sausage and pepperoni. Wow. And we are going to have a kick-ass show, ladies and gentlemen. So there stick around. That's going to be good. As always, we appreciate everybody tuning into the Kiva. And uh, wow, uh, I had a Dion's pizza the other day, the Napoli pizza, uh, which was uh, pretty good. Yeah, I doubt I can't hear you, so I'm not coming through. But uh, yeah, uh, the Napoli pizza, which is the best. It's a little bit like that carnivore. It's one of their custom pizzas. And I got to say, Tasty. I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy a good uh, Napoli every every now and then. So 
Yeah, it is kind of an interesting comment that you made, though. You've never seen anybody else from behind the glass. I did say I was, I was putting lots of pressure on Eric uh, before the show because that's the only way you get diamonds out of this whole entire thing. And everybody knows how um, amazing, amazingly um, either difficult or fastidious, I would suggest that's the latter that I am to work with. Indeed. Uh, because I definitely like things a certain way. And I have never in my entire life allowed somebody else to sort of take the reins of the Kiva uh, like I have allowed Eric to do. And he was able to work through that in a good 30 minutes of time. So uh, help us uh, work through that over the next day or so with Eric. He's going to be bringing in the music. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him sort of pick, uh, if you will, uh, some some songs. I'm not going to direct him. What is he going to pick? What is that well, jarhead on the other side a, of the glass going to pick? I don't know. And there's a reason why. I think it's so important to, to note this is because... Um, oh, Murder Mike is still alive. He says, hi, boss. sounding good. Miss you. Still got your sick. So Murder Mike is still alive. And that's good to hear. I was afraid that he was, you know, 129 at the end of last year. But uh, Murder Mike literally just texted in just now. Glad to see that. So, um, well, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's hanging in there. But um, Eric is a musician. He plays the guitar. And he has uh, quite the eclectic... Uh, um, uh, sort of taste in music, all sorts of stuff. So I think one of the fun things about being a producer, one of the fun things about being a DJ, any of those types of things is your ability to add sort of little pizzazz and personality in your own right in terms of the music. Now, I can come up with music at any time uh, for any point, for any reason. Um, but we're going to let Eric sort of uh, see what he sneaks into the Kiva here this afternoon and kind of go on with that. Eric, how, how would that be? Let's see if we can hear you. It's a dream come true. <laughs> and he's not being sarcastic actually no uh, he's, I've, he, I've, had I've had more creativity here at the rock of talk in the last three months than i had in eight years cumulus. there you go that's uh, pretty well nice. i feel like All a truck right. now because I, I sent eric an email this morning about I said, if Eddie's remote, you know, maybe he won't be able to to do the bumper music. So here are just some songs I like, and I had oh, no nice. idea. There you go. I had no idea that Mister E was a uh, musician, so he's he's forgotten more about music than I ever know. So please disregard er, today's earlier email, Eric. Well, you know what? <laughs> well, you know what makes it real easy for me, Dowd, is your daily blast. Ah, of course. If I ever have a, if I ever come up with a blank space in my mind of what music to play, there you always have yeah, a daily blast. This day, and we have five five items for every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's people want me to turn. People want me to turn up uh, my. Uh, this is the way it looks. So I've got a. I've got the white wall of heaven. I thought this looks like I'm cascading. I'm speaking as a ghost from heaven. Yes. You know. Yes. Have you ever noticed whenever you have the blurred background, any of this? So if I stick my hand through the rock of talk TV, oh. it's, it's like I'm. Uh, it's like I'm Mike. It's like I'm Michael Landon or something. You know. You're a, com you're a combination of the Hale Bop cult and the Witness Protection <laughs> Program. <laughs> In order to wear the Hellbop, you got to have a purple robe with Nikes because that's how they all went to the UFO. They had the purple, right. full purple robe with the Nikes on. Yes. I think I've forgotten that. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, Hellbop sacrifice wasn't it about this time, like Heaven's I don't know, Gate, 20, huh? 20 years ago? Uh, Heaven's Gate. Uh, let's see, the ultimate sacrifice. I'm at tiegrabber.com. It's the ultimate sacrifice, Heaven Gate cult. Let's see what date that had uh, happened on. Can you pull that up uh, real quick, Dowd? I, I tried oh, yeah, looking here. They committed here. their suicide. Let's see. Uh, yes, March of 1997. Yep. March uh, what exactly? The uh, uh, 19th and 20th overnight. Yes. There we go. We're celebrating. I think that's an interesting time. 
And uh, uh, our former, our lovely Langston out in Dallas, Texas, enjoying himself uh, right now. And the recipient of the Black Flies Matter um, uh, uh, Toyota Prius uh, that I that I gave him, sort of like his graduation gift, uh, if you will. And uh, his birthday is at the end of the Zodiac. He's a March 18th birthday. Oh. And, uh, you know, I've always talked about where people are on the cusps and the cusp birthdays, if you happen to have one, 19th, 20th or 21st of any month that happens to be there, sometimes a second, never, never an 18th, some magical things generally happen. But if you generally get a cusp um, or a, a sort of change, if you will, of the vernal, you know, to winter, the vernal, the vernal to the, uh, you know, the summer and the summer to the autumnal, you know, I, I pay attention to this stuff, even though I don't really believe it. There's magical stuff that always happens. And I remember poignantly at during that time, the hail bob happened um, sort of across of where the lunar was, the, uh, the place where the cusp was. And then of course, then you have a comet. So I firmly believe these people really did think that they were gonna climb onto the tail of that comet and get taken to another galaxy. There was no doubt in my mind. I, I think they were they were thinking that they were gonna get- measures to see that well, I'll tell you what. There's never been a there, there's never been a better advertisement for uh, Nike shoes than the uh, than Heaven's Gate. <laughs> so I don't know if it was I can't remember if it was Nike or Reebok. But when I look at '97, Eddie, it's funny. I was I was listening. I was looking at bumper music the other day, which I don't never had to send to Eric. And it was that not late '90s one hit wonder from that Canadian band, uh, and the song was "Oh, Steal My Sunshine." And oh yeah, Len Len. Len. Len, yeah, and they were Canadian, and they had that wacky video where they're all, you know, going crazy down in Miami because they left cold Toronto or whatever. And there was a there was a comment uh, in, in on the YouTube video, and I it, it really resonated with me because it, it we look back at those '90s and and particularly the late '90s and, and what was to come on 9/11. Of course, even before 9/11, you had the, the tech bust. You had 9/11. You had you know back to back horrific presidencies: George W. Bush and Barack oh, Obama. Right. We did, right. we did so many things wrong. We tried to invade and, and democratize the Middle East. And people died. Uh, disastrous. And, and I think we've had two terrible decades. But in the late 90s, and someone comments at the bottom of that video and said, dear, dear kids, this was life. This is what life was like before 9-11. And there was something special about the 90s into the, into yeah. the late 90s when the economy was booming and it just things looked. We were in, we were about to enter the new century. Some people were freaked out about Y two K. Some people didn't let it get to them. I think the grand total was we had uh, slot machines in Delaware went out for a couple of hours. That was the, the yeah. But my, my dad my dad bought a generator. Uh, just want to let you know about yeah, that. He did well, some people were yeah. thinking yeah. thinking thinking forward. But but that line struck me to my core. You know, dear kids, this is what life was like before nine eleven. And it, and it was there was that kind of stupid happy optimism. And we have not had stupid happy optimism in our country for a long time yeah you know, the other thing to people should uh, make note of that video they're hanging out on the jersey shore having some fun with some coney dogs and some scooters that's his sister that's not his girlfriend and he's off no weirdly close to her in that video where it sort of comes Very up you've seen that me. video yeah. <laughs> so maybe there was some other things uh, pre 9-11 that were also kind of strange uh, incidentally march 19th 1997 uh, which is uh, when uh, Heaven's Gate ostensibly happened, the 18th, 19th, or 20th. We're not really sure, uh, to be exact. Or, you know, I'd love, to the, the after. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd love to hear the 911 calls. That was during a waxing gibbous. And uh, 
uh, generally during the waxing gibbous. I did not know this, Dowd. Um, <clears throat> basically, uh, during those times, uh, the organs are more sensitive and you don't want to have surgical operations. They're not recommended during a time of a waxing moon. Waning mood, yes, on the way up, but not during a waxing. So there you go. Hmm. Learn something new every day, ladies and gentlemen. Every day. <laughs> you know, the magical world of astrology. Take us out, Eric. Take us out, Eric. All right, I don't hear any music, so we're going to let Eric go. Oh. Tom Girl. Come to Albuquerque to visit Old Town's Historic Candy Lady. Whether in the mood for a special treat or looking for that perfect gift, our patrons will find assortments from chocolates, glazed fruit, fudge cakes, hard candies, local New Mexico flavors, and even unexpected treats. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. 
Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit straightlinepaintingabq.com. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. This is Eddie Aragon for Axiom Home Services. Axiom Home Services specializes in refrigerated air conditioning conversions. Time to ditch the swamp cooler and convert to cool, refreshing, refrigerated air. Did you know Axiom Home Services is one of the highest rated AC companies in Albuquerque with over 40 years experience and provides a five-year parts and labor warranty on any new refrigerated air conditioning installation? Axiom Home Services maintains 4.9 stars on Google Review and check out what our customers say about Axiom. Call 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Are there- AM 600 Kia, the ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. I guess uh, Dowd couldn't see my messages that were coming in, but uh, you can't see me on TV either, but I'll be coming in shortly. I'll turn myself on. That's right there. Of course, uh, live in studio, D. Dowd Busca, uh, and I'm broadcasting remotely uh, from the Stanton Hotel in El Paso, Texas. Had the good fortune of having some fabulous tacos this afternoon, maybe some of the best tacos I have ever had. Uh, Dowd, I'm glad you can uh, uh, see and he can uh, do that, but... Uh, this is just a great place to come. And I just want to compare very quickly without getting too far into the weeds with the comparison of downtowns. Um, recently, I was in Tucson, Arizona, been to two, uh, Tombstone, uh, also visited Prescott, Arizona. And uh, now I'm in here in El Paso and just been traveling, you know, being on the road. And I got to tell you, when it comes to downtowns and, you know, recently I just what, we ran for mayor last year. We were trying to make things better. These places regionally are far and away, Dowd, 
way above Albuquerque in terms of what they've accomplished and what they've done. And is the new iPhone 13 with features like cinematic. I have no idea what's coming through the earphones. I think we're good. Okay, good. So, uh, so it, it's kind of amazing, Dow, just how incredible um, these, you know, Tucson, for example, is everything that Albuquerque wants to be. It's become yes. this sort of this progressive entrapment. Um, everybody masks, everyone vaxes. It's very PC. If I'm not mistaken, Dowd, I think you and I uh, reviewed what was happening in Tucson. I think all members, yep. just like mm -hmm. Las Cruces, they're all blue, right? They're everyone, yep. every, yeah, if you saw this, it would just, it turn your stomach. And there's not one national tenant in the downtown area. It has rail, it's perfect, but you know, everyone's virtue signaling. It's sort of like uh, stop bagging, start bragging on steroids. So I know where they're getting uh, sort of their, uh, that, that's not the case in El Paso. I believe that El Paso had a Republican mayor, if I'm not mistaken. And then they just recently had like six or seven progressives all run at once and they all got behind each other and made sure that they got the Republican out of there. El Paso made some huge leaps forward, huge leaps forward because this city is not what it was five, dare I say, 10 years ago, Dowd. It is completely mm -hmm. different. The city has got new developers, uh, new new shopping centers, uh, the freeways, the infrastructure. Like here in El Paso, things are really growing. And it's funny, you had to knock on the storefront of the taco place to go and eat because I walked around, I did a complete walk around downtown El Paso. Doubt I only counted one mask, one mask and one and one homeless person who even had his stuff nice and meat. And you have to knock on these storefronts just so that you can go ahead and get into any of these establishments because they just keep out homeless. They've established a new culture here in El Paso where they're not that, that friendly to homeless people and there's pl uh, plenty of places where homeless and you have every storefront with the exception of maybe three or four places. They have the Russian ballet. They have several things like their, their chemo theater. Oh, every bulb is on. Everything works. There's a Starbucks next door. There's a Haagen-Dazs next door. Like that's their, that's their downtown. It's a place where families and people feel safe and hey, Better yet, it's also in Texas. This is a type of mentality and mindset, uh, uh, Dowd, that I think that we need for the state of New Mexico. Yeah, Eddie, very quickly, I was just trying to catch up on, on the mayor uh, issue. Uh, the, the the current mayor is a progressive Democrat, but a, a guy, businessman, businessman, right. Republican, you know, technically a nonpartisan race. That, that happens a lot in many states, including New Mexico. Uh, exactly. His name was Donald D. Margo. Uh, he did a mm -hmm. full term 2017 to 2021. Uh, and, you know, did his best to, uh, to, to to keep keep sanity in that city. And he was, uh, despite being a nonpartisan race, he was a registered Republican. So it uh, looks like they had good four years of probably decent management there. And now they're back uh, reverting to the mean, I guess, uh, as most big cities do. And right. with the uh, Democratic progressive only getting worse. But uh, speaking of speaking yes. of freedom, uh, speaking of wise states uh, as opposed to uh, insane states. As promised, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, as promised, I'm going to reveal the event that I will not be attending, the event that I will not be attending, even though I, for years I've wanted to go to this event. But because I'm one of the unclean, I guess, or some people would consider me part of the clean because I didn't get the, the injections of um, the various substances. The Trinity site, the first nuclear weapon, the first nuclear uncontrolled nuclear fission uh, was uh, let loose on the earth uh, here in New Mexico, testing that 
not the gun type bomb, the little boy, but the fat man top uh, bomb, the compression bomb using plutonium. And I, all, all my lab guys are going to laugh at me when I try to you know, get technical and explain like I know what the hell I'm talking about. They, uh, the Oppenheimer's boys back in the 40s, they knew that the uranium gun bomb was going to work. They had 100% confidence in that, but they didn't know that they had gotten the compression uh, strategy to compress that plutonium and to cause the big, big boom on the plutonium bomb going off. So they detonated that, of course, in the uh, dead of summer, uh, July 1945. I have always said he wanted to go to the site. Uh, you are allowed, uh, the, the feds only allow you to go twice a year. I think you have to actually go on the bus. You can't even just show up at the gate. You got to go on the bus okay. other places and, and go in. Uh, visitors, five years and older now, uh, for the two visits uh, this year that are traditionally they're held in April and, and October uh, in 2022 visitors five years uh, old and up will be required to show proof of a primary course, primary course of COVID-19 vaccination. I, I don't even have the primary course, much less the boosters. Uh, you got to have either two doses of Pfizer uh, or Moderna or the single dose uh, J and J boosters are not part of the requirement, but vaccine cards will be checked uh, if you want to uh, attend this thing. Now, they don't, I think it's safe there. I don't know if you would want to work on that site all day, every day because of the radiation. Uh, Trinitite was when the 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 sand at the site was turned into glass. I actually picked up a piece of Trinitite um, at that rock store down on the way to Roswell in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. That's key specific, right? Uh, and there was a little piece, a little couple of black shards in there where it was part of the stand, the test stand itself. Cost me a few more bucks to get a piece of that. Uh, my budding engineer, nuclear space, uh, uh, also wants to probably double major in history, nephew. So I actually picked up a piece of Trinitite at that rock store for him, uh, a little bit of history for him to uh, to have in uh, as a sort of a curio. So I've always wanted to go to the site, uh, and uh, I've actually talked to people I know here in New Mexico. We wanted to make, a, make an event out of it. But I won't be going this year, and uh, one wonders if the vaccination requirement will be extended and I won't be going next year as well. Um, I don't know. Cold War history buffs, World War II history buffs denied access to the site. Uh, that's just one of the restriction uh, restrictions, which is remaining in place. My sister sent me, you want to get away from New Mexico. My sister sent me uh, a link to a BBC report this morning. Apparently in Scotland, they will be keeping masks on children at schools beyond the Easter break. So we're just going to ride that sucker out. Uh, the PE here in New Mexico they uh, they updated their toolkit, I guess it was last week. They are going to allow uh, school districts and charter schools to set their own masking policies and to allow uh, over-the-counter uh, COVID-19 tests. The only remaining mask mandate is if a person returns to school after a five-day isolation period following a positive test. Uh, in that case, the returning person must wear a mask from day six through day 10. They're, they're getting really, really specific here. So the new the new policy, the new toolkit lifts the requirement for schools to provide COVID-19 testing programs for students. At-home antigen test tests will now be allowed, yada, yada, yada. Other changes. Uh, bell covers are no longer required for wind instruments. Now, What does that even mean? What's a, I, I don't what know what the hell is that? Is. I'm looking at a musician behind the glass here. I'm getting a big, a big, a big doofus uh, sh- shoulders shrug from him. Now, three men, three intelligent men, ladies and gentlemen. We do not, we do not know what bell covers are. Uh, but uh, one regulation that stays uh, in effect, uh, while unvaccinated individuals can indeed share sleeping quarters with other unvaccinated individuals, but the PED and the Department of Health, they are recommending that schools get consent from families before allowing students to share sleeping quarters, particularly for unvaccinated. So students. ridiculous. Uh, COVID-19 well, so, isolation rooms so are just no Just to jump longer. in, Dowd, yeah. so for a second. 
Um, it, it appears to me that the trends of blue states and the CDC and uh, almighty God, Dr. Fauci, are going to be warranted in blue cities and, you know, blue city councils and blue school sure. districts, whereas all the red ones are going to be like, let's break the hell out of this stuff. I think this just further, I think, uh, creates more divisiveness across every single county, city, municipality that there is. Your thoughts? Uh, I, I agree with you. And this has been a long, uh, long standing fight uh, among people involved in public policy at all. To what extent do you, de you know, uh, devolve the power to the locals uh, and to what extent do you want it to reign supreme above from the state agencies? Uh, in, in this case, Eddie, you're going to you're going to have a lot of communities that are crazy communities. You know, Taos, I think the only government in New Mexico that imposed a uh, curfew based on, on Rona. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the germ cared about what time of day it was. Uh, so I think you're still going to have some of these communities uh, imposing lock, you know, severe lockdowns while brighter communities, maybe exactly. communities closer to say Texas uh, will be having uh, more, more wiser, uh, making wiser choices. But you know, that's, that's the eternal debate about at what level of decision-making uh, uh, do, do these decisions occur. One level of decision-making that uh, affects our transit industry, and I'm using industry in uh, air quotes here, down in uh, Las Cruces last week, they announced that the Roadrunner Transit, uh, that's their local right. bus, bus system, not Railrunner. Roadrunner is not Railrunner, but they both lose enormous amounts of money. Uh, their dial-a-ride system, you still have to wear your masks. And if you go to the Mesilla Valley Intermodal Transit Terminal, you still got to wear your mask. If you go to Las Cruces International Airport, you still got to wear your mask because those policies are set by the feds, the transportation Security Administration, and uh, I, I just, we're still in this. We're not really free. Right. Uh, and, well, and we, we aren't. Wait, wait. Let, let me be fair about this. Albuquerque isn't. We're right. not free. And other blue cities aren't. Tucson isn't free. El Paso well, remains to be seen. Um, but other cities, like probably, I don't know, let's just say Salt Lake City, uh, Kearney, Nebraska, I don't know, Boise, Idaho. Let's just throw out... Uh, Heck, we'll even go little North Dakota, South Dakota on this. They're as free as can be. It's like Rona never even happened. Oklahoma never even had a you know anything like that. So I think the division is going to just increase even more and more. Doubt. I have a question for you. What if we pay into only tax bases that we believe in? Meaning, you know, it's the same way with Rona. It's the same way with masking. It's the same way with vaccine. It's just like. We move to places where we find affinity groups. So places like Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota will be eventualities for people who only believe in these values versus places like Albuquerque, Tucson, and that will only have these values. I mean, if you don't think the Kiva is important, if you don't think we're in the, the fight for our lives here, folks, we're literally right here at the front telling you every single day, like, this is what's left. There is nothing left after this. You give away your city, and if you want to be woke and broke and stupefied, then the people, and this is why, you know, Greg Zanetti's been talking about this, is like, yeah, I talk to clients all the time. They're thinking about picking up and leaving, and there's a reason why. It's because they don't want to be imprisoned by your value systems that you have in your cities, by your mayors and your city councils, and that's and your school boards, and that's who is running everything, folks. You know, Eddie, we hear it uh even when it comes to our subscribers, I, I get messages occasionally for people who are unsubscribing, not because they don't like the content, but because they're leaving New Mexico and they just, you know, we do have a lot of New Mexico. We, we, we cover the world, but we also understand that we're based here in Albuquerque and we love 
uh, the city, the state. And uh, I, I can't get angry at people for unsubscribing because they're simply they've simply left New Mexico and they're they're That's right. searching for other opportunities. I, you know, I wish them nothing but luck. But again, we, we've been uh, that book, The Big Sort, came out a number of years ago looking at the left wing, deep blue elites who tend to not have children uh, and they tend to cluster in big, deep blue cities in, in fairly blue states. Whereas Red America has a much higher birth rate. And of course, the investment, the entrepreneurs, the people who are going into Red America, mm-hmm. those states are growing. So I exactly. guess, uh, you're, you know, you folks are get, you're creating these eco uh, cultural uh, utopias that you prize so much, right. but you're not growing the future of the country. I won't say all of it, but much of the future of the country lies with those states that do still recognize American freedom, American opportunity, you know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, that, 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 that demographic is underway and it's underway, unfortunately, right here in New Mexico. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's important and incumbent upon all of us, uh, Dow, to really kind of talk about is the fact that you weren't going to have a tax base unless it's bailed out by the federal government. You weren't going to be able to pay for things. You weren't going to be able to do stuff. And it has everything to do with the fact that you're moving away the populations that have been paying the bills. And those are business owners. Uh, those are uh, people who work for private businesses. You're not going to be able to support everything on the University of New Mexico education now that they're giving it away for free and Sandia National Labs. You're going to have to actually have businesses that pay back into the system. And heck, I could do this radio show from anywhere I want to in the entire country. And we can continue to blast our freedom and tell you how great things are everywhere else. Or you can believe us and start voting another way. This is the year for change, folks. Back after a quick break right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA, Dot FM and rockoftalk.com. A little touch of gray here for your Tuesday. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Say a piece, get out. Yes, I get the gist of it, but it's all right. Sorry that you feel that way. The only thing there is to say, every silver lining's got a touch of gray. The Rock of Talk is now available on Roku. Just go to search on your Roku device and type in The Rock of Talk. Then download and enjoy. Watch the show live on demand. Get the top 10 news of the day or watch any of our weekend shows on demand. Who's protecting your home or business? I'm Aaron Jones, founder of International Protective Service, IPS. Maybe you signed up for a local armed response, then found out you were selected in a buyout, and now you're on the brink of another merger with a huge national company. That is not what you signed up for. The local company invested in Albuquerque and committed to your home and business security with highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols is IPS. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Rancho, pampering your pets with a full self-serve dog wash. Pet Food Gone Wild, two stations for one to three dogs at a time. Cats too. Oh, and ask for the grooming club card. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, providing natural food and supplements for healthy pets. Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card makes every visit easy. Pet Food Gone Wild, tap to call at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer at pets.theplaceilike.com. In most cases, recovery of your stolen vehicle is not the reunion you had hoped it would be. It may have been trashed, torched, contaminated by toxic chemicals and more, or used to commit additional crimes. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device prevents theft in the first place. 505-550-4994. 
The Rock of Talk TV is now available on your computer or for Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire. To download your version, just visit rockoftalk.tv and go to the app section to get the download link for Rock of Talk TV. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we all also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171, 856-1171, or you can email him directly, Michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van S Commercial Real Estate. When considering your options and locating the right space for your business, call the experts at Sperry Van S, 256-1255. That's 256-1255. Or visit us on the web at waltarnold.com. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit op.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns. Defenders of more freedom. Six hundred KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Trying to toggle the uh, volume from 
uh, down in El Paso is a, a pretty hard feat, Dowd. You thought preparing a show was difficult. Uh, <laughs> imagine trying to just uh, play with the volume while you're controlling it from uh, 263 miles away. I'm Eddie Aragon. This is D. Dowd Muska. Uh, we are starting Kiva anew, and we're doing it remotely. We'll be doing lots of remote broadcasts uh, throughout the state, throughout the Southwest, throughout the country maybe, and uh, maybe one day throughout the rest of the world so we can sort of Get this uh, place back to where it needs to be, Dowd. I think you and I both agree that Rona has completely constricted us. It's set us up for failure in every way, whether it's shutting down schools, whether, you know, the worst thing that could have been done, I think, uh, was the fact that, you know, there are people who left this earth forever. There's no guarantee of this or that, a heaven or a hell, a this or a that, whatever you might believe. We're not trying to get in the middle of that, but you do have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of property, uh, AKA happiness. And unfortunately, at the very end of that happiness, we all wanna believe that we're gonna be surrounded by people we love and the care of people who truly care about us and in a situation or that will ultimately send us off to whatever the next endeavor happens to be. And I think one of the things that is lost upon all of us is these people who have guilted you how many times to say that you don't care about us, you're not wearing your mask, you're not getting your vax. I'm like, you know, the people who really don't care about us are who? Well, I'll tell you exactly who they are. They're the doctors, they're the nurses, they're the people who separated your you from your family at the very end. Can you imagine these people who died alone? Imagine these people with the mask over their face, vented, rammed, and I say remdesivered, to the point where they are getting a forty to $45,000 benefit. And this is the worst of the atrocities that have been committed against you. 7,000 plus New Mexicans, uh, literally a million people across the country uh, here in the United States and throughout the rest of the world because people have literally been murdered on their deathbeds that they didn't know that they were going. They thought they were going to get treated to get better. And these are the worst of the worst of the Rona lies. Uh, there's nothing worse, Dowd, and you've gone through two deaths here in the last few weeks uh, with the loss of your uh, father-in-laws um, that, that you've had. And I gotta say, I'm so sorry for you, but at least they had the good fortune uh, of being surrounded by families and friends mm -hmm. and their loved ones at the very end. And that ultimately is what we all want. We wanna know that the people that we left behind or the people that we ultimately loved were there to send us off. And of all the things that I could think of, the Rona lies, that's the worst that we couldn't be there at the very end to go ahead and and be with the ones that we loved out. And there's a lot of other Rona lies out there as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you raised that one, Eddie, because I think that probably hits, hits hardest. Um, over the weekend, Dr. Marty Markari, and I, uh, Makari, I believe, uh, he's been involved in trying to get to the truth for a long time. He, he had a great piece published, uh, Fox News published this piece. And I wanted to highlight this because I think it's important that we don't, you know, we've moved on to Ukraine even in New Mexico, here and there, we're allowed a little bit of our freedoms. Uh, Eddie's saying, you know, it's spring break week. People, people's minds are a little, a, a little distracted. Uh, we're going to be soon. We're going to be into what is it? The, the dads and grads, Father's Day and graduation ceremonies. Won't be long before right. it'll be. Well, it'll be fantastic. Right. We'll all be in summer. It, it. We're Americans. We just move on. We forget. And I, the reason I like this piece is because it lays out in a very concise way. And I know that the hour is running late. Our, our first hour, we're going to try to get through as many of these ten as as we can. So we're going to start. Right off the, well, let's, let's just start with, with framing the whole thing. Uh, Dr. Makari says the medical establishment marched in lockstep on COVID-19, presenting a consensus as they marginalized physicians who had different opinions, people like the author of this piece. Uh, two years into this pandemic, it's fair for us to ask, how did public health officials do? Number one, surface transmission. This is something that Eddie and I were talking about fairly early on. Wash your hands like crazy. Uh, you got to stay for at least 20 seconds. Uh, pour alcohol-based solutions on your grocery bags. 
uh, Fauci endorsed uh, the influenza standard. He applied the influenza surface transmission model to COVID. Uh, there are only three coronaviruses that cause serious illness in humans, SARS, MERS, and COVID. SARS and MERS uh, spread by air. Why did Fauci think COVID was any different? That's a very good question, and I don't know if we have a good answer. He was just uh, uh, trying to terrify people as much as he could. Uh, the New York Times, I think we're coming up on a year now, because I think it was in the spring that the New York Times did an article where they could not document a single case of people getting contracting and getting sick with COVID-19 through surface contamination. Uh, and there was an industrial hygiene person there who said, this is all a joke. This is all just theater. And it was in the New York Times, the official organ for uh, COVID fear porn. So that's uh, the doctor's number one. Number two, we're going to get right to what Eddie was talking about just minutes ago. No hospital visitation. He calls this policy barbaric. Uh, as the so-called experts in the medical establishment were complicit and refusing to allow into, into banning loved ones from holding the hand of their dying loved one and saying goodbye. Uh, he, he attributes, he characterizes that as a, as a human rights uh, violation. A cruel policy was instituted. Uh, they abandoned their duty to respect the dignity of human life as a physician. And this is, this is something, Ooh, this gets to back the early days for me uh, and an interesting essay by, by a Catholic writer uh, as a physician. This is a, this is a surgeon associated with Johns Hopkins, a very accomplished physician. As a physician, I can assure you there are things worse than dying. Uh, I think Eddie, Eddie mentioned that uh, when, when we said, wow. yeah. uh, you know, die, dying alone, dying without being able to say goodbye. Okay, uh, number three, something that, oh boy, we were out early on this. And again, I always like to brag, it was our most read item on rockoftalk.chat, the uh, tearing apart of Michelle Lujan Grisham's mask mandate for schools. This was uh, read more than anything else I posted last year, and I continue to be a preening peacock, a preening prickly pear peacock. Uh, very proud of myself that all the mothers read that. Uh, closing schools. The CDC argued uh, that they were using science to close schools, but as luck would have it, many private schools and most schools in Florida and other states didn't abide by that. They remained open throughout uh, and with no difference in COVID outcomes in terms of illness and fatality for children, uh, the CDC director initially said schools were safe, but was swiftly corrected by the White House the following day. It later came out that the teachers unions, the, the people all your Republicans in New Mexico just voted to give a huge raise to, the teachers unions had made edits to the draft policy for school closing. Uh, now we know that children, not all, but many, 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 many children have experienced catastrophic harm uh, across an entire generation, motor and cognitive decline, mental health crises. In Baltimore, many kids never even bothered to learn to log into their virtual uh, learning, and they haven't been seen in class again. I believe that's number three on our list, and I know we're running out of time, so I'm going to go quick. Uh, number four, ignoring natural immunity. Fauci and Rochelle Walensky never talked about natural immunity, even though now, though, that we have the data now, natural immunity 2.8 times better in preventing hospitalization than vaccinated immunity. Wow. Uh, next item, downplaying therapeutics. Paxlovid is an antiviral medication that reduced COVID deaths to zero in a clinical, in a clinical trial, yet not enough has been produced. Uh, fluvoxamine is an antidepressant uh, depression for only $10. Uh, a medication that's been available for years was found in two reputable studies to reduce COVID-19 death up, uh, up to 91%. In the latest study, but to this day, very few doctors are aware of these two medications. And of course, we could throw in probably a dozen more uh, that physicians should have had the option to to prescribe. Uh, next item, not spacing out the vaccine doses. Uh, spacing out a vaccine does make a vaccine more effective 
and it lowers the side effect profile. Uh, it would have allowed the U.S. to save more lives when we were rationing the vaccine. Yet public health officials dismissed pleas to space out the doses, as many of us called for. Uh, next up, our uh, maybe our favorite item, cloth masks. The U.S. remains an international outlier by masking toddlers. At this point, the only people in America still forced to wear masks are children, waiters, servers, and staff. Current data suggests that covering the faces of children for two years with a cloth mask has had zero benefit and, in fact, uh, potentially harm. Yeah, Uh, zero, zero, zero. Can you imagine? Uh, I think there's nothing worse than... uh, well, maybe there is one thing worse. It's the guy in the hangover who has the the baby uh, that they collect. Remember Heather Graham's baby, but but putting a mask on that baby, right? Not just the sunglasses and the cap and making it do things, but the, putting a mask on any child is the most ridiculous thing ever. Uh, and and don't forget, the leader of our uh, pediatric trade association here in New Mexico said that we should be double masking drooling toddlers. Uh, and I did a piece uh, that was very well regarded. We should, we should be double party. handcuffing her uh, yes. to her home and preventing her from touching any children. Atrocious. And and Tessa Mentos just had her on week after week oh, after week. Yeah. All right, final three items on our list of the top COVID BS. Uh, I think we're still publicly regulated airways. Uh, number, I guess, eight, promising vac- no vaccine mandates and then breaking your promise and saying, oh, yeah, we are going to have vaccine right. uh, mandates. Yeah. Uh, less said about that, but uh, uh, Biden promised that. Fauci promised that. And of course, they they walked it all back. Uh, number nine, if you want to go international now, downplaying or, or denying the lab leak theory. Uh, Fox News revealed that a prominent that prominent U.S. virologists told Dr. Fauci and Francis Collins, the NIH guy, who let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how he escaped. Uh, he we, we need shots fired rhetorically at Francis Collins because he was just as bad as Fauci. Uh, they're concerned that the virus may have been manipulated and originated in the lab. Of course, that was wrong, 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 wrong. And um, now we know that there's some really compelling evidence that maybe it was out of that lab and maybe it was engineered. And um, maybe the federal government was experiencing uh, funding function study. But of course, uh, yep. we were all deplatformed who, who even wondered about that kind of stuff. And then finally, we're going to get back to the kids, ladies and gentlemen. Boosters for young people. Two top FDA officials have quit in protest because of the political pressure to approve boosters for young people the FDA issued the authorization by, get this, you might not know this, by not convening what they traditionally do, the Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee. They just broomed that decision. It was a highly unusual break from historic precedent. Meanwhile, a study in the New England Journal of Medicine, one of the most prominent healthcare journals there is, found that more, the mortality, the death risk of an unboosted person under the age of 30 was... You guessed it. Zero. So those are Dr. Makari's top 10 COVID lies, COVID fabulations, uh, COVID nonsense, COVID mistakes. And we should never forget the people who perpetrated this dangerous and really, in some cases, deadly scheme on us, ladies and gentlemen. Never, 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 never forget. Let's play a song for all those that we lost. Uh, Radiohead's fake plastic trees for the fake vaccine, the fake Wuhan virus, and all the rest. See you at the top of the hour right here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on the one and only AM1600 KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. As always, uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in uh, right here in the Kiva. Time for the rubber to get rid of itself. The words of love.
Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Washington, D.C. Bureau. John Hunt has the details. Madeline Albright, the first female to serve as U.S. Secretary of State, has died of cancer. She was 84. President Bill Clinton chose Albright as America's top diplomat in 1996, and she served in that capacity for the last four years of his administration. At the time, she was the highest ranking woman in the history of U.S. government. However, she was not in line of succession for the presidency because she was a native of Czechoslovakia. A second cruise ship out of Florida is being canceled. The Norwegian Escape will not be able to embark on its trip this weekend because of necessary repairs that were needed after it got stuck on a channel bed in the Dominican Republic last week. The company is refunding anyone who booked the cruise and offering a voucher for a future trip. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top 10 most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. Louisiana's governor declared a state of emergency on Wednesday after tornadoes made their way through the New Orleans area Tuesday night. Governor John Bell Edwards says homes were lifted off their foundations and thousands are without power. And there were about eight individuals who were injured enough that they had to go to the hospital uh, and be treated. So, so from that perspective, uh, I, I can tell you it could have been a, a lot worse, and, and we can be we can be thankful uh, that it wasn't. 
A first is taking place in the Golden State. A San Diego, California appeals court judge who is the daughter of Mexican immigrants was confirmed Tuesday as the first Latina to be on the California Supreme Court. Justice Patricia Guerrero was approved in a three to nothing vote. The Commission on Judicial Appointments approved Justice Guerrero to fill the vacancy left by Associate Justice Cuellar, who stepped down last year. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. The White House COVID response coordinator says funds will be needed from Congress to provide free boosters to Americans. Jeff Zients making these comments during a White House COVID-19 briefing. So we have enough inventory of vaccines to support possible fourth doses this spring. However, if the science shows that fourth doses are needed for the general population later this year, we will not have the supply necessary to ensure shots are available. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi also believes another COVID relief bill needs to be passed. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. For what? We're losing all that weight. How do you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP. What? What's that? Are you ready? Albuquerque's macro five and the five oh five. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM sixteen hundred KIBABQ.FM, RockofTalk.com. Hour two coming at you. Well, from the ABQ and El Paso to Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Don't forget, you can download our apps directly at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and sign up for free for less than 20 cents a day at rockoftalk.chat. Hour two, we got the D-Dowd Musk, the Dow 3000 right there. Hopefully, I'm coming in nice and loud and clear uh, here in the Kiva for D-Dowd and Eric, who's handling all the DJing duties. He's going to be fully uh, here. I, I believe we've got some good songs uh, popping in for, for this hour, and uh, we're going to get into some creepy elites uh, don't forget, you could uh, always uh, check for all those strange reports at various places, but no place better to get them in terms of Virgin Galactic, the Epstein stuff, and all the rest. We've been covering that from the very beginning. D. Dowd Muska, how are you, sir? Uh, I am well, and uh, just re- reading some news during the break, Mr. Aragon, I think we maybe, if we have time, third hour can get into the prospect. And l- ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited about this, and I know you are too. The return of stimmy payments. Now, uh, when they started giving me $1,200 and I thought, oh boy, you know, is this every month now? I mean, is this, I mean, my whole life, I, I could have been on welfare my whole life and getting stimmy payments. They're t- and this is very exciting. Um, stimmy payments for gasoline. Okay. And it's going to be funded. All right. So it's, it's not going to cost anybody anything. It's going to be funded, at least one of these bills, by a windfall profit tax on the oil and gas industry. So that won't wow. affect investment and production in any way, I'm sure. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, at a time uh, when Larry Hogan, Republican governor of the great state of Maryland, has decided to go ahead and uh, remove the sales tax there. Uh, Michelle O'Han Grisham should have done that. But then why turn around and decide to go ahead and put it on the backs of the very industry that's been crippled for the last year and a half under Joe Biden and Michelle O'Han Grisham? Uh, we had the number one and number six top producing counties in the entire country in Eddie Lee County, Dowd. Uh, we've decided to give that away to trade that in for a brand new 2045 Tesla car that apparently you should all be able to afford, according to Martin Heinrich, Ben Ray Lujan, and uh, the rest of those Democrats with their bad ideas. How could you, uh, you know, these guys who are running out and saying like Tim Keller with his electric vehicle initiative that he has for the city of Albuquerque, or I don't know, what do we want to do? More Tesla places for you to stop. I don't see any Teslas any Teslas whatsoever in Albuquerque. I see maybe one or two mm-hmm. at most a day. Dow, mm-hmm. if you're in Arizona or Scottsdale, or if you happen to be in various parts of Phoenix, the virtue signaling is strong with those Democrats there. They're rich, they're woke, and there are Tesla parking lots. 
Arizona has a hell of a lot more revenue, a lot, a hell of a lot more money than we do. I got to tell you, Dowd, um, that virtue signaling as it becomes a bluer and bluer, more California driven state uh, is pretty incredible. And then, of course, so uh, you go to places like Tombstone, Arizona, Prescott, Arizona, there isn't a Tesla in sight. It's all big Ford F-250s, 350s, heck, 450s, pulling cars, uh, cattle, hay, you name it. And uh, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But there is a woke side uh, to all those that creepiness that happens in New Mexico. The Epstein's, the Richardson's, the uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham's of the world, they want you to know that they're doing good. They're trying to save the future. Uh, and the way to save the future is to wreck the present. And that's exactly what they're doing. It's why we need a new governor, anybody but Michelle Lujan Grisham. And I might be actually truthful in the, say, in, in the sense that I do mean literally anyone besides Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, at this point. The creepy elites are what fuel the uh, state of New Mexico, ladies and gentlemen. It's why uh, Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, Bill Richardson, and Michelle Lujan Grisham, uh, heck, Richard Branson all come for the free money, the State Investment Council uh, premium, lofty, frothy stuff that's sitting there on the top. And, uh, you know, we're set to sit here and suffer for their uh, pursuit of uh, a greener, dare I say it, uh, not just more woke, but uh, more well-traveled. These are people who also think that they're going to go to space when uh, things aren't good here anymore as well. But we know that they will never go to space from the state of New Mexico. So uh, hour two, coming at you with some uh, creepy insights here, Dowd. What do you got for us? Yeah, uh, this is a, a little segment I put together called the Creepy Elites. And and these are people who uh, were not like you and not like me, ladies and gentlemen. I, I think uh, we can say that uh, pretty conclusively. Uh, we'll do a very quick uh, article that came out just before we went on the air, and I, I didn't plan to talk about this, but apparently the pedophile island, which is actually two islands down in the Carib. Uh, St. James, yeah. Uh, I guess uh, he, there's little Saint, great St. James and little St. James, and mm -hmm. then he calls it, we call them little St. Jeff. So uh, the two properties, the New Mexico Ranch and the Paris Estate, are still listed. Uh, no one has bought them yet, but according to the New York Post, we're going to add the Caribbean Islands onto this uh, from our beloved uh, former part-time New Mexican, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, they are set to list for a whopping $125 million. And, you know, as disgusting as all this is, as you go read down, you find that there might be some good come from this. Proceeds from the sale are expected to go toward resolving uh, the, uh, the outstanding lawsuits. Obviously, his estate has been sued by so many of the victims. So maybe some compensation for some of the victims. But Eddie, it's fat. I mean, you're a real estate guy. Uh, the, the Paris apartment and Zorro Ranch have been on the market for a while and they haven't sold. And now they're trying to sell the, the Caribbean. Are, are there properties that are just connected with such uh, evil that that no matter what your background, no matter what your money, you, you just don't want to buy that property? So there's no encumbrances upon the uh, Zorro Ranch, even though they said that there were. You might remember the KOAT article exactly. slash report that they put out and they tried to say that there's this company that was clouding what's called the title. It was clouding the title by saying that they had like an in or first dibs, if you will, to kind of put it in plain speak on the property. And they had to clear that from title. There's literally nothing that would prevent that. Now, I'm the only person in the entire state of New Mexico who has the floor plans for the uh, Zorro Ranch. I won't tell you how I get them and who I got them from, uh, but I do have those. And uh, the moment that property uh, gets transacted or goes under contract, 
you will find somebody who will gut that property because it's 33,339 square feet of three bedrooms, Dowd. I don't know about you, but our office is all of about 800 square feet. Uh, you know, the laceable area is 1,046 because of the full service and what's called a loss factor in office. Uh, it's like you have to pay for the quote unquote common areas uh, that are there. I don't know, but the Kiva is 33 times smaller than Zorro Ranch. You tell me how you get only three bedrooms, three bedrooms, folks, into a building that is 33,000 square feet. There's two salons. There's two studies. There's an entire 10,000-foot basement. Yeah, you didn't think that we knew about that, did you? Uh, where uh, people like Prince Andrew, uh, potentially Bill Clinton has said to have been, have been visited there. We've talked to people who have been on the grounds. Um, it's a very impractical property, uh, Dowd. Uh, even with the cheap interest rates that have been out there, if you were to put that offering out there, which they have, I doubt there's been any tours. Um, well, certainly Hector Balderas and uh, Land Commissioner Stephanie Garcia-Richard had a difficult time getting through to it, uh, but they have further clouded it by saying, well, we're closing loopholes on pedophiles. They've stated that uh, they haven't been able to enc encroach and enter the ranch, despite the fact that we know very well uh, that all of the land surrounding it is surrounded by former governors, um, Mr. Anaya, Tony Anaya, uh, the King family, very well connected, uh, Gary King, and then obviously Bruce King. And uh, let's not forget uh, a former classmate of uh, one Michelle Lujan Grisham, Tom Ford, and designer. He does have some beautiful parfum uh, that uh, you can partake of. Tom Ford, one of the uh, most uh, well, highly regarded and brilliant designers uh, who are out there, but also owns uh, some land that's adjacent to Zor Ranch. But, you know, the most prominent landowner, you might know his name uh, or her name or, or its name because it's the state of New Mexico that actually ho holds a bunch of land that's right in the middle of all of that Zorro Ranch. So as the crow flies, uh, it's not very far from Albuquerque. It is right over the mountains. It is huddled in the back, but that's a very large property that nobody has any use for. Uh, we've been to the property several times uh, to the front. The red truck will greet you and approach you, um, but there's the grounds for the help, and then there's the grounds for Jeffrey Epstein, the likes of Prince Andrew, who's now settled with uh, a former victim at, at Zorro Ranch. Um, I, her name's escaping me off the top of uh, my Virginia head. Virginia Dufresne, I think. Yeah, Virginia Dufresne. Uh, so she settled that. So that stuff will never see the light of day. Let's also never forget the attorney that is uh, representing uh, or who represented uh, Virginia Dufresne. And that, of course, was the... Um, um, uh, I'm trying to think of his last name. I spoke to him for all of about 45 seconds uh, when I was traveling and um, in, in Kauai some, a couple of years ago when they were first gathering evidence. This was a, about two and a half, three weeks after uh, Jeffrey Epstein himself uh, either took his own life or as you'll see in our studio, Epstein did not kill himself. However, whatever you choose to believe on that. Um, I'm trying to think of the name. If you could pull up his his uh, the name of that attorney, he is a big donor to Bill Clinton. This is what you essentially have uh, called a controlled opposition. So they were always going to settle. The best way for the other side to prevent or let is to control the people who would be the plaintiffs in the case. Uh, this has oftentimes happened. You know, politics creates interesting bedfellows, none bigger than. Uh, an attorney that represents uh, Bill Clinton or donated to Bill Clinton or has a uh, a very uh, strong interest in progressive and liberal politics representing the likes of Virginia Dufresne, uh, who 
who is uh, who is victimized by Prince Andrew, who is victimized by uh, Jeffrey Epstein. This is essentially sort of like courting the victim to prevent them from getting out too much. So when they settled, uh, there's no doubt there's NDA, non-disclosure agreements, that prevent this information from coming out any further. And this stuff will never see the light of day. When you see those photos of the inside, as you see in Filthy Rich on Netflix, those are my photos. When you see the floor plans that come out and you've seen them on uh, two upcoming uh, Netflix uh, videos uh, on the fi final chapter. Those are my plans. That's information that comes out. I've already gone to the FBI um, with information on this because we wanted to get to the FBI and thinking that they had an, uh, sort of an in, 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 in interest in investigating this stuff. But, you know, I ran into a complete and total dead end. You have to go through like a three-hour vetting process just to get your stuff in. But as we have found out with the Hunter Biden laptop, which is such news now, doubt, very interesting, is that Hunter Biden laptop never even itself got investigated. And, you know, I received an email, two emails uh, through a Proton mail uh, requesting that I pay them in Bitcoin in exchange for uh, incriminating evidence, so, which included a number of prominent people doing various things. And, you know, I wasn't about to send Bitcoin because uh, I'm not going to. And the other thing is that would be uh, committing a crime itself and it could be a setup for child porn. But what I did do is go to the FBI to see if they can investigate it. And they're under no obligation to come back to me and give me more information on any of that. So what we do know is that there have been crimes that have been committed. Uh, you know that there is no statute of limitations when it comes to child rape. Uh, we've certainly seen that with the uh, Archdiocese of Santa Fe. We've seen that in various number of other people. But, you know, there was a very curious person who placed a statue on the front porch of the city hall um, that uh, maybe perhaps knows a little bit more about this and might rise to the surface at some point, uh, maybe not in the new tier, uh, too near future, hopefully, but uh, likely uh, we will never see the end of this. That particular property is encumbered, not by anything on title, not by anything of real practical value, but by the fact that there's people who were raped, uh, who were abused, and uh, who uh, no doubt were involved in very serious crimes over at Epstein Ranch. Will we ever find the, uh, will we ever get to the bottom of it? I, I doubt it. There's a very important article, and maybe you can share the link uh, in our show notes, Dad, which I think is important. And um, the article was written some years ago, uh, I want to say maybe two, two and a half years ago, at the time that Jeffrey Epstein, um, I had no idea we were going to talk about this, by the way. I'm very excited about this because you know I can go at nauseum. You can tell it. folks so he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. So one of, the, one of the things that I would uh, love to do is, is why did Jeffrey Epstein pick New Mexico. There's a very specific reason. And when you go back and you look at the annals of history about the various things that, you know, get lodged and trapped and the various interesting people who inevitably come here, like how the hell did Richard Branson or Prince Andrew or any of these people end up being here? You know, we think we're this big fish in this small pond, but we're sitting on the third largest endowment uh, in the entire country, if you're looking at the State Investment Council and the money that it manages, and this is why the governorship is so incredibly important. And this is why the Democrats are so incredibly protective of this. This goes back to the late 60s, early 70s, right from the beginning with Jerry Apodaca becoming governor, uh, the mafia setting up, the control of millions of dollars of money uh, that's there. And I think it's time to start having that conversation in the midst of all this. And I believe it's on both sides. It's not just Democrats, it is also Republicans. They're bent in. There's all of about six to eight people who control uh, that information. But um, it's also connected to various types of murders, deaths, 
and uh, various other mysterious disappearances of people who might know a little bit too much. Now, I'm a little bit uh, high profile, so if something were to happen to me, there's no doubt people would start kind of poking around a little bit doubt, and I think you know that as well as I do. But, you know, a lot of people talk about... Um, you know, the kill switch or, you know, do you have something that, that will pop up just in case something ends up disappearing? A lot of this information is well known and is protected by a lot of politicians that you wouldn't think and, and prominent people that you wouldn't and people in law enforcement that you wouldn't think have any connection to any of this stuff. But, you know, for a fact, they absolutely do. And uh, everyone stands to benefit uh, from keeping this stuff covered up because everyone's paid off. They're various people with various types of licenses peddling things as harmless as cannabis uh, or as uh, lethal as uh, some public policies, which are meant to kind of uh, turn the screws and and finish off New Mexico. If you don't think New Mexico, David Boyce, thank you. That's the guy I talked to. Literally for 45 seconds, I spoke to the guy. Uh, he got on the phone, wanted us to know what I knew, probably wrote my name down and probably had, you know, three or four things, you know, that he just needed so he can go ahead and, and get his case going. Um, you know, I don't know to what extent these women have been paid. I believe the the plaintiffs have come by and they have been satisfied to a certain degree. Um, but has any of this stuff been made public? Do we know what's actually happened? No. Um, you know, I wrote something some time ago along with uh, my good friend. I can't state his name uh, on this because uh, he's currently not with us, so we'll just we'll just uh, leave it at that. But the long and the short of it is, is you can tie the financial crisis and collapse of, you know, everything from Merrill Lynch and everything directly back to uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein himself and Bear Stearns. He was client number one, and this is the way this stuff was was written. And this is an important piece. And I think now that we're going to find ourselves on the other side of spring break, and you know. Uh, we're going to start paying attention to this. I think this is going to be an important piece uh, moving forward. Uh, there's various other people who think that they know a lot about this. There's other people who think that they've fueled me with the knowledge of this. Uh, there's zero doubt uh, that I am at the forefront of all this information. And it's, uh, you know, like a good vitamin. It's just uh, timed release. Uh, yeah, Eddie, and um, I'm, I thank the, the, the listener who, who sent that in. David Boyce, Boyce was, of course, a big Clinton hanger on. He led the antitrust campaign against Microsoft back in the 90s, which uh, don't get me started on that. I was in Washington then and it was not the federal government at its best. But but when is the federal government at its best? I are probably going to step away for a second. But I want to also get that article in that you mentioned, Eddie, that, that it's so rare because the quality of writing and journalism and essay and policy analysis is so poor in our country. When I read something and I wish I had written it, uh, it's called Jeffrey Epstein chose New Mexico for a reason. Uh, it was written in the summer of 2019, published in the New Republic magazine. And the guy who wrote it, and I'm, I'm sure we're on the same page on this, Eddie, is, as is so often the case, he wasn't from New Mexico. The, the people here in the state aren't willing to challenge the establishment. They right. play ball. Uh, this guy is a resident of Fayetteville, Arkansas. He's a former Army uh, infantryman, uh, and he's authored uh, authored a couple of books. So you have to get the outside perspective because it's not going <laughs> to – the truth isn't going to come forth like a volcano from within New Mexico because people here, they are compromised. They got their hand out. They got their hand in the cookie jar. Uh, they don't. They, they know there are powerful forces. They don't want to make angry. It might hurt their career. Uh, at the Rock of Talk, we don't. We don't care about anything. Anything about like anything like that. Uh, I will have a link to that piece. It's available for free. It's not paywalled on the uh, new New Republic. Uh, as long as you haven't been reading a lot of their articles, they they let you have a certain number of articles. I will link to that 
in the show notes tonight. I'm looking over at Eric and we probably do have to take a break. We're going to move on to an Epstein adjacent issue. Uh, that would be Mrs. Bill Gates, the former Mrs. Mill Bill Gates, uh, trying to sort of get right with the Lord uh, <clears throat> when it came to her account encountering Jeffrey Epstein and uh, trying to save uh, save cover. And then we're going to get into Mackenzie Bezos, another of the world's mm-hmm. luckiest women, as we uh, go down the list on some interesting examples, interesting articles relating to our wonderful elites in our country. But we're, we're just going to step away for a few moments. No, bravo, Dowd. I love the uh, way in which you're doing this. As it's just, hey, I learned you know, from the best. <laughs> well, no, you are. And, uh, you know, not to blow smoke each other's uh, you-know-whats, but the difference between us and them is we don't have to have a come to Jesus because we're always pursuing the truth. And generally, the, the Bezos, the, um, you know, Mrs. Gates and all these various people, they have to get right with the Lord because they do have to pay for the sins of the wealth acquiescence, the amount of power that they've acquiesced, and the people that they've screwed over throughout their entire lives to get to the point at which they've got to. Folks, there's very few and far between in terms of fairness, and even the richest among us, the, the barons of the world, uh, have always had to do something with the help of other people. Because let's, uh, let's all remind you, like uh, our great uh, <clears throat> 44th president uh, said to you once upon a time, you didn't get there on your own. 550-5500, that's 550-5500. Take us out, uh, Eric, broadcasting live from the Stanton Hotel in El Paso, Texas. Well, I'm Eddie Aragon and glad to be here uh, because I could tell you El Paso, the locomotives are playing tonight. I have yet to uh, attend an actual uh, game doubt for the New Mexico uh, Disunited, uh, but I will be uh, visiting just to kind of take in a downtown stadium uh, over at the uh, El Paso locomotives tonight. I'm just going to go cool. check in and maybe get a churro while I'm at it so down there and kind of see what's going on. I've earned it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Back after a quick break right here in the Kiva. Aragon for Axiom Home Services. Axiom Home Services specializes in refrigerated air conditioning conversions. Time to ditch the swamp cooler and convert to cool, refreshing, refrigerated air. Did you know Axiom Home Services is one of the highest rated AC companies in Albuquerque with over 40 years experience and provides a five-year parts and labor warranty on any new refrigerated air conditioning installation? Axiom Home Services maintains 4.9 stars on Google Review and check out what our customers say about Axiom. Call 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. 
Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Hi, this is Ava, and I love sitting on the Monroe's patio just enjoying some chips and salsa. And I'm Stella. I love the fresh air. And enchiladas and tacos. Hey, Grandpa, what about the fresh air? Ooh, and some red or green chili with a cool beverage. And the fresh air? Oh, Grandpa, this is the best meal. It is delicious. Hey, guys, what about the fresh air? And, and what, what about, about the, the fresh, fresh air? air? We are going to Monroe's in the Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. S3 Technologies, security service solutions. Security. A variety of security for cloud, perimeter, network, server, and email. S3 Technologies' proactive approach to information technology management provides a secure and reliable platform that allows you to focus on your business instead of the management of your IT infrastructure. S3 Technologies, years of expertise keeping your company up to date with a watchful eye and flexible solutions to manage your environment efficiently, safely, and securely. You'll never know how efficient you can run your business until you talk to S3 Technologies. Make an appointment to get a roadmap and risk assessment of what steps you can take to secure your business. Turn your business into secure growth in 2022. S3 Technologies, 505 242 5683. 505 242 5683. S3 Technologies. Online s3nm.com. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683-883-3683. I need something sweet, chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream, jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. Not just from anywhere, it must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. Nighttime would find me in Rose's Cantina, music would play and Felina would whirl. 
Blacker than night were the eyes of Alina, wicked and evil while casting a spell. My love was deep for this Mexican maid. I was in love, but in vain I could tell. One night a wild young cowboy came in, wild as the West Texas wind. Dashing and daring a drink he was sharing with wicked Felina, the girl that I love. Wow. AM 600 KIV ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Well, the great Marty Robbins there with the West Texas girl at El Paso. I didn't realize it was such a story there. Felina says nastiness. And I don't know where the Rose Bar Hotel is or any of that kind of stuff. But uh, there it is. You can see the Wells Fargo building right behind me, D-Dad Muska. There nice. Is. Very nice. Yeah. So if I back up a little bit, you can see it a little bit better. And um, I'm sure everybody in the whole hotel can hear me. I understand that uh, this particular hotel is a place where a lot of famous people have stayed before. So that's also oh. very interesting. So um, I also want to say one other thing uh, before we get to more of uh, the great talk that we have here that Dowd has prepared uh, here. And uh, <clears throat> by the way, you guys are welcome to subscribe directly at rockoftalk.chat. Uh, don't forget to download our app as well. Pass it to a friend, www.rockoftalk dot com as well as uh, kiva.am for you low tech guys uh, out there. But um, El Paso, as they've had a Republican mayor, you know, um, they have really got their act together. Uh, the number of new developments and cranes. And I think the New Mexico Business Weekly does something down along the lines of, hey, we got our crane watch. Oh, crane watch. I'm like, Give it up. Cranes at state-run facilities, including hospitals uh, or anything that might be building larger, large real estate is not something that the state of New Mexico needs to be holding on its books, folks. Uh, it doesn't help its PL. And at the end of the day, uh, those things are depreciating assets uh, right from the time that they're launched for 39 years and then uh, inevitably become these trappings. And I'll give you one such example. And um, you might remember this from the uh, the great movie back in 2007 and no not there will be blood but uh the you remember the one with um the great uh, chase through el paso and odessa and uh that of course is uh, one of doubt's favorite movies which is uh no country for old men no country for old men and uh if you see it the old desert sands which is now it's the death of uh the the protagonist mm -hmm. of the movie um, which burned down, uh, interestingly enough, a year after that whole entire thing. But as you go past that scene, it says Desert Sands. And then it has underneath the sign, it says El Paso. I'm like, well, that's not El Paso. El Paso would be embarrassed of that today. Mm -hmm. If they looked at what they have compared to what Albuquerque is, you want to talk about stop bagging, start bragging? No, we need to stop bragging and start looking at what El Paso is doing, including their downtown stadium and all the rest of the things that they've done on their own. There are seven different buildings with banks on the name of them. Do we have one? Is, I think, U.S. Eagle? I think that's a credit union. That's a credit union that's on top. Employee, um, employee and, and member-owned credit union, I think, for the U.S. Eagle. Great place to get car loans, but, by the way, but everything else. Folks, they've got Wells Fargo. They've got PNC Bank. They've got Chase Bank. They've got banks that actually want to invest in real estate downtown. They've got actual things set up for that. And if you look at the First National Bank, when I grew up, I was living in Taylor Ranch. 
And we would look at our house across from Vista Sierra Dowd. And we look around that way. We look across the way and all the way from sitting atop uh, um, Taylor Ranch and looking out because my mom worked at a place called Save and Gain. I don't know if anybody knows what a Save and Gain is, but it was owned by Furs Corporation before all these mega mergers with, you know, uh, Smith's or Vaughn's or I don't know, Albertson's or I don't know. I think there was a Skaggs. Do anybody remember Alpha Beta? You know, all these different kinds of uh, food grocery stores that were out there. I shop at Lowe's or Ghetto Smith's. They're the only two places I shop nowadays. And it is the Ghetto Smith's, by the way. Um, I, <clears throat> am I still there? Is anybody, can anybody yes, see me? Yes. Or you're coming in. Okay. I just want to make sure. I don't see the branding at the bottom. Uh, can you put the branding there at the bottom there, uh, Eric? You got to hit that one more time. So you got to toggle that. So we've never seen Albuquerque look better on that picture there than what it's there. But <clears throat> if you look at that, thank you. Good job there, sir. If you look at that building, and if you want to so, see what I was just talking about to Eric, you can go to watch us directly on your Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV at uh, at um, rockoftalk.tv. Just search for the Rock of Talk. And I would look out from our house, and we could see that big, beautiful bank. <laughs> and the bank had these bright green all the way around it, crown signage at the top of the building. It was gorgeous, Dowd, absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It was that bright lime green. You might remember that very famous 1970s, um, late 60s, early 70s picture. It's a very famous uh, picture of Knob Hill or uh, that's taken from there. And you're looking up and you see the first national bank in the distance with the bright green neon all the way top. You know, that entire top floor is completely gutted and opened up now. There used to be some real estate people who lived at the top of that. I'm not sure if they even still do, because that's building where places like, I don't know, New Mexico Taxation or Revenue Department is, uh, Treasury, like all these state agencies are. I'm like, what the hell are they doing in this old dilapidated? If there's any building that needs to be taken out and taken out now, it's that one and the one immediately next to it. They are dysfunctional, likely asbestos ridden uh you know, I mean, if you're going to drill a hole in there, you're probably going to get cancer at this point. I mean, they, they, they just pose huge liabilities, in my opinion, for the entire state. And you don't have that. You see some of these old, just like Tulsa. Downtown Tulsa is an amazing place. You, you want to see, if you want to see an amazing downtown, go look at Tulsa, Oklahoma. In fact, I plan on going to Tulsa probably sometime in the next three months because it's been some time since I've been there. I was there during the summer of 2003 and early 2004 because I was doing advance work for um, General Wesley Clark when I was doing Democrat, believe it or not, politics back in the day. And that entire town, this is a place where they go to repair various airplanes. It's also a place where they manufacture a number of Goodyear tires. But they have a Art Deco preservation and downtown preservation. We can't have that here. The only person who was being able to preserve most of those properties that were downtown is a woman who was a friend of mine who recently passed about four and a half, five years ago. Her name, Anna Muller. And she preserved all the old historic buildings that were downtown. By the way, we have a Crest building in Albuquerque. They have a Crest building here in El Paso. <laughs> yeah, it's the same type of, of, of operators that are here. The difference is, is the care, the pride, and their approach towards business. And this happens to be in Texas. We happen to be in New Mexico. So, you know, it's hard to be prideful about buildings that we don't care about anymore, uh, that, that we don't care much about. And if you drive up, and it saddens me to say this because, you know, I nobody loves, I don't know a single person who loves Albuquerque as much as I do. There's not one person I know. I mean, you, you might think you love Albuquerque, walk into my office, and then you tell me who truly loves Albuquerque. 
That's all you need to know about me. And people are like, well, Albuquerque's home. It's not my place to pick up and leave. I literally live across the street from the place where I grew up in a building that my father built in a wonderful city that I happen to love, but it doesn't seem like not many other people love it. And you can see it always in the pride of the commercial real estate ownership. These people, are these properties themselves doubt are worth a heck of a lot more demolished than they are uh, itself because the land there at San Mateo and Central there is vacant owner, vacant property after vacant property after vacant property. And for all these people who invested their money thinking they were going to get a big hit off of it, they're not going to get anything off of it. And the reason why is because of our lockdowns, our masking, our attitude towards policies. If you drive around Knob Hill around the University of New Mexico hospital area, you see these idiots and morons uh, who are running around in masks, who are running around, you know, virtue signaling their backwards leftist politics, and they don't realize that they are doing this city in. Their politics and their view of their world are literally what's killing off New Mexico. And if you haven't been any other place, and I've been traveling all over the place for a while, go down to Tucson. Tucson is what Albuquerque wants to be, okay? And Tucson isn't going to be much more than what it is today. That's about it. The people in Phoenix think (laughs) Tucson's weird. The people in El Paso think the people in Tucson is weird. The people in Albuquerque want to be Tucson. And then you have to ask yourself, why? What is so great about a city that has those types of blue policies that is starting to talk about plastic bag bans and all the various other things? It doesn't make any kind of sense for us to be pursuing these types of things. And we're no in, we're in no position just because we get $27.1 billion in 2020 through 2022 from the federal government, Dowd. We are <laughs> running a, we're running around with this money like it, like this money we're entitled to and it belongs to us. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. walk around and half the business owners are like, I need to leave, but I don't know how to leave. And my family's always been here. And the other half of the business owners are like, well, I sold my business for, you know, you know, a buck 20, buck 50 because the interest rate's on the dollar. And I have all these crazy people from California who thinks New Mexico is the best thing since sliced bread. Well, of course they do because everything that they've ever wanted to be, New Mexico's trying to be it. Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, you know, Eddie, the, the story of um, 66, I mean, Central, I, I was here for a year right after university in, in 94, 95, and, and it was a different place back then. Uh, you know, you talk about vacant and, and abandoned buildings. It, it, for the people who love American history and particularly post-war American history, Route 66, Albuquerque has the last urban section of Route 66. It could be so much. Um and yep. the cranes, you know, the, it's so funny you say watching the, the projects, Eddie, because when I go back to Connecticut, which was a very wealthy state for a lot of years, but now it's one of those blue north coastal places where people leave. You know, the young people have opportunities in the southeast and the southwest and Texas and other, you know, just other places. And I play a game and when I'm out driving around and I see any kind of significant construction, I, I say to myself, what government entity is building that building? Because I know that private investors are not putting any money into that. And invariably, I find out that it's a magnet school, charter school, some kind of government school, a hospital, of course, which is heavily funded by the government or a state building. And it's just it just it works out almost 100 percent of the time. And, you know, you mentioned the, what 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 Albuquerque could be versus El Paso or any other place. Right. I think another right. aspect of this, Eddie, is the difference in attitude, the mm-hmm. pro entrepreneurship Profit is not a bad thing attitude of, I would argue, cities in places like Texas. Uh, the, the attitude there seems to be, you know, come here and prosper. And in Albuquerque and in New Mexico at large, the attitude is come here and do what we tell you and play the political game. 
and 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 you can prosper. But don't don't promote you know don't promote general prosperity. Whatever your vision is, you can come here and do it. You got to play ball, and that means being friendly with the right politicians and uh, funding the right kind of businesses, green businesses, woke businesses. Uh, you know, we, we don't really like to talk about our, our oil and gas, you know, a lot publicly because that's where a huge amount of our money comes from. But but, but it's, it, it's dirty. So we don't like to talk about it. Um, th- those intangible things in terms of attitude and treatment and where you feel welcome versus where, you know, where you're you're basically portrayed as the enemy. Those things go right. a long, long way. And uh, as this show goes on, ladies and gentlemen, I'm thinking I got to get myself down to El Paso and uh, check out what's going on down there. Um, I think we owe it to ourselves to kind of move around as much as we can uh, because we've been driven by our fears. And when you see the people who have been masked and hanging out and they said they have no human interaction, they haven't got out enough. And I have not suffered much of that or suffered fools uh, very much. So yeah, get out and see as many things as you can. Incidentally, the the article, or excuse me, the, the photograph is by a guy by the name of Ernest Haas, H-A-A-S. And he's done another of... A number of things and uh, he was born in Vienna in uh, 1921 he studied photography uh, we of course had that great uh, I think Kurt's photo which is I'm not sure if it's there anymore I don't think it is anymore I think he finally I don't know Kurt if you're there I'd love to know he's had a great photograph uh, studio uh, incidentally um, not incidentally but I think uh, poignantly uh, University of New Mexico is one of the best uh, photography schools in the entire country not sure if it still is but at the time that I was I think it was like top two or three. Um, he worked in a number of different places, including New York, Los Angeles, uh, but he's best known for uh, that photo, um, the photo of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I'm, I'm looking at it right now, Eddie, and uh, I've seen it before, but I didn't know I didn't know its origin. And uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's the, that's that the great photo. <laughs> well, you see the time that he took that particular uh, photo. It's yep, exactly yep. what I'm talking about. And we talk about the pride of Albuquerque and you think about, you know, you know some of the great places that people used to eat, like the townhouse, the family is owned there. You know, I know Nick uh, Cabison has, has owned some restaurants uh, over time, but, you know, that was Albuquerque. Think about this. Without the Motor Lodge, without gas, without oil, I think uh, unemployment at, at that time was lower at that time than it had ever been in history pre-Trump uh, back in 1969. Albuquerque itself wouldn't exist for, for two things. One, the Department of Defense, Department of Energy and nuclear weaponry. And number two, oil and gas. How did we become so incredibly woke? And how did so many people from Sandia National Labs doubt decide to go ahead and uh, wake each other up to buying so many Teslas when it's the antithesis of everything that they are? I think the uh, real strong is that we see a bunch of guys rolling up in 1960s, 1970s, Chargers, Mustangs, souped up with uh, telling us about how big their engines are. Instead, uh, we have uh, cowered and become quite the opposite. Is uh, You know, really, this is car culture. You know, yeah. when you think about uh, the lowriders, the Impalas, and all the various other things, it's one of the things that, as mayor, I wanted to celebrate, and I wanted to open up the road again. What do we want to do? Put rail through there uh, with electric buses. I mean, that's what happens when you have, and no offense to you, Dowd, but you have a bunch of white people who are progressive, who, who are woke, and they decide that they think, you know, what's best for, you know, us ese vatos back in the South Valley, what to do. I hate to say it, but that's the way it is. We are car culture. We are car culture. Our entire well, I, I, lives revolve this, around our cars. This photo, I mean, I'm not disparaging Albuquerque, but that photo could be a lot of American growing cities car-oriented cities, particularly in the American West in 1969, when America was a much more confident place, uh, and uh, yes. we have this ridiculous self-loathing guilt over over over, our, over 
just the creation of wealth and our prosperity and, you know, all the terrible things America's done and how much richer we are and income inequality versus all the people of the world we owe things to. I mean, that you're looking at a picture of not just Albuquerque, but America at a very confident moment. And uh, I love this photo. I'm going to I'm going to include this in the show notes tonight because it's uh, it's something to see. <laughs> I'm glad you like the photo because that photo will soon be hanging in the Kiva itself. And right at nice. the very top, it says First National Bank. And the other sign that's very prominent right there is Conoco. Uh, with those are the two things that really drove this place is people wanting to live here. My family moved from Tucum and Cary, Tucum Cary, Montoya and Pasuda, and a number of other small town people came to Albuquerque for that exact reason. Today on the corner of Carlisle and Central, you see some condos. Um, ostensibly from people who've lost a hell of a lot of money by deciding to thinking that uh, everyone was going to go ahead and gravitate towards Knob Hill and downtown. And that's anything that's, that's what's happened. People have moved further and further out of these areas. And uh, thankfully, and I will share with you all right now, thankfully, I'm going to be pretty close to the studio going forward. 550-5500. Dad, I'll let you wrap the hour. We didn't even get a chance to touch upon it, but we can go all the way to 645. And I'm sorry so for infringing so much on your on your time here with your show, but I have a tendency to do that when we kind of break out and get a little bit more creative. I'm broadcasting live from the Stanton Hotel in El Paso, Texas, a place that is not woke, a place that is uh, forward thinking and well ahead. And I remember coming down to El Paso, growing up, going to Sunland Park and watching racehorses and various other things with, you know, my family as we chase the thoroughbreds, which was such a large industry. If I'm not mistaken, Dow, the thoroughbred industry, and it'd be great to get an article from rockoftalk.chat on, you know, what was a, a really thriving horse racing industry in the state of New Mexico to something that has now taken a complete and total backseat uh, to every industry. Uh, uh, here in the state. We have uh, shunned that. Rio Doso Downs, Sunland Park. We used to have a place called La Mesa Park. You know, a lot of people used to go to the state fairgrounds as well. But I got to tell you, it's something that connected uh, the fourth largest contiguous state, uh, fourth largest by territory in the contiguous uh, United States. And now it's not something that a place you see, uh, you know, uh, people don't travel to as much and people used to for the uh, big uh, races that we used to have. Yeah, and I, it's 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 funny you should mention that because I've been thinking the last couple of months, Eddie, that my great love for history, your great love for history, I think every so often on, on rockatalk.chat, it's probably worth stepping away from policy and politics and doing something like that. So uh, the thoroughbred horse racing is, is definitely on that list. There's so many other aspects of New Mexico history that are just so, I mean, it's such a bizarrely wonderful place because you have, you know, civilizations going back thousands of years and then you have right up to the modern cold war era and uh, it's just 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 runs the gamut here and i would say a wonderful natural diversity that we didn't used to hate each other over that was uh it was just sort of accepted uh, you had the anglo culture the spanish culture you had native american culture and um i i i, I gotta get on the history beat uh and uh, well, senior, the third red history is Thoroughbred history is a great way to go. In fact, one of the greatest athletes pound for pound of all time is a New Mexico native, uh, Mike Smith from Dexter, New Mexico, um, actually born in Roswell, uh, to be specific. They always say Dexter because that's where his family had a farm, but he's the winningest or one of the winningest jockeys. He's been on more thoroughbreds and you're just in the right time. Next week is the uh, run for the roses in Dubai, but uh, this week 
they start ramping up for their last uh, race or two before they get to the Kentucky Derby, which of oh. course is the uh, big champion uh, season for the three-year-olds because you have the Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. And uh, for the last three years, it has not been very fun uh, for the thoroughbred industry, uh, not to mention it hasn't been fun in general for the thoroughbred industry. And you might want to talk to the Cattlemen's Association as well, which uh, have a huge hand in that. Cool. Very, very, very cool. Uh, are we taking a break, Eric, or can we go on? Yeah, no, you go on. You just you take on. it from here. Just very quickly, I know we're, we, we, we've we blown through the hour, but I did want to get to uh, our, our our lovely ladies, Melinda and uh, Mackenzie. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're talking Thank about you. the former Mrs. Gates and the uh, former Mrs. Bezos. They've been uh, in the news. In fact, one article was issued this morning, but I think it was last week or the week before, trying to distance herself from Jeffrey Epstein and blame her ex-husband on everything. I heard Adam Carolla talking about this and, and what a kind of vile interview this was. Uh, Melinda French Gates, I guess maybe she's keeping her name. Um, maybe. maybe that's. Oh, no, she's a French, the great French tradition. <laughs> but a great uh, column by Maureen Callahan at the New York Post. Lest any doubt remain that our billionaire tech overlords re uh, regard morality as a mere obstacle or that they feel beholden to no laws but their own, uh, Melinda is here to remind us that Bill is even worse. Uh, he befriended Jeffrey Epstein, of course, and despite her vocal opposition, Melinda being one of the world's leading advocates for girls and women, Bill continued to socialize with Epstein for years. Uh, she gave an interview to the very untalented Gail King, I guess, on CBS News, and <laughs> talked a little bit about her husband's infidelity, but then she went on to talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, I did not like that he had a meeting with Jeffrey Epstein, she said. Uh, she met him herself. I regretted it from the second I walked in the door. Does this just cover your you-know-what? Or, or, or Was not? he naked? Was he <laughs> naked? Why, how, why did she regret meeting another person? This is where, where exactly was she? Was she at Zora yeah. Rank in New Mexico? Uh, and those were just her first impressions. And then she claims to have had nightmares after meeting oh. him. Uh, come on, come on, folks. Meanwhile, uh, Mackenzie, Mackenzie. Is she charting a, is she, she's starting a church down? Uh, possibly, possibly. Uh, uh, <laughs> Corolla did better than I did, just beating her up and saying, this is just revision after the fact. Uh, she probably felt absolutely nothing back in the day meeting her fellow, you know, creepy elites, but just to save her own image moving forward. Anyway, uh, Mackenzie is, well, Mackenzie never had a bad image and she's only going to be an enhanced, have an enhanced image with all of our lefty friends who are cultural elites because she revealed on this very day, Wednesday, uh, East Coast time this morning, that she's donating another $3.9 billion of her husband's money to 465 nonprofits, uh, or she has over the last nine months, a tally that included a record $275 million for, you guessed it, Planned Parenthood. Jeez. Planned Parenthood. Uh, Planned Whoa. Parenthood Federation of America confirmed her donation in a separate press release, and I'm, you're just going to love this term, folks. Uh, they noted that the $275 million sum was the largest contribution from a single donor in the history of the organization. And they go back uh, a fair amount of ways. And they sp spread it across the national office and 21 affiliates. Quote, this funding will support our efforts to advance health equity. Health equity by eliminating racial and structural barriers for our, for our patients in the communities where Planned Parenthood Works. I guess they probably don't include the unborn children who come to the end of their brief uh, existences uh, as part of their uh, health community. And in addition to Planned Parenthood uh, promoting abortion, um, uh, Mackenzie is giving to youth outreach and climate action. 
So who knows how much more damage they're going to be uh, doing uh, to that. Other recipients, uh, include, you know, there are a couple of good organizations. What are we saving the climate for or the future for if we're killing babies? I mean, yeah. that, that, yeah. that begs the question. Well, I think the Climate Justice Resilience Fund, that's another, uh, oh. another organization she gets money for. Uh, when our giving team focuses on any system <clears throat> in which people are struggling, we don't assume that we or any other single group can know how to fix it. We don't advocate for particular policies or reforms, McKenzie said. Instead, we seek a portfolio of organizations that supports the ability of all people to participate in solutions. And I guess, you know, if you're pregnant and you don't want to be, abortion would be a solution for you. I I don't know how much of a solution it is for uh, the child that uh, is being exterminated. Uh, And one final point about abortion, uh, our friends over at, uh, I guess this is Planned Parenthood, yes, uh, the, the Action Fund, the political arm, of Planned Parenthood. They were at South by Southwest and they brought a pro-abortion ice cream bus. Uh, <laughs> they came over and had a little ice cream. Let's see, it says, ice cream, you scream, we all scream for abortion rights. Catch us at South by Southwest and stop by to grab some free uh, uh, swag, condoms, and education on the cold-hearted policies of the Texas uh, legislature. And apparently there were some people reacting, uh, not exactly uh, uh, happy about this, calling it all manner of depravity. But I guess in Planned Parenthood's world, a uh, Planned Parenthood pro-abortion ice cream truck is uh, fine in their world. People aren't really like you and me, are they, folks? Wow. Doubt. That is, uh, that's quite the report there. Uh, Uh Not some, that's why we subscribe to the rock of talk. The other thing that's, uh, you know, I got, I got to say, I'm not pro Planned Parenthood because boy, I don't know what it is, but uh, I don't think those rubbers are, are, are very good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if that's what they're using it for, I guess I would just kind of say that first for starters. Uh, these people are real Satanists. There's no there's there's no other word for it. They sure as um, hell aren't on the side of virtue. That's- I mean, I'm not a much of an Alex Jones advocate in terms of some of the word usage and things, but you couldn't worship anything besides yourself or Satan. And I think uh, that's kind of one and the same. These people have such a big idea about themselves to donate that level of money to the murder of babies. I think is just absolutely uh, insane. Not even uh, Jesus Christ and his followers himself can compete with that level of, of economy when it comes to uh, birthing rights. And I have a couple of quick questions for you. I'm not sure if you look up very quickly, but is Mackenzie a mother? Uh, they do have a couple kids. Yes. Okay. Um, That's interesting to know because one of the things that we don't think much about Jeff Bezos, we know that he's dating a younger woman. We we don't think that he's leaving much in terms of the future of this world other than just to get everything faster, quicker, better. Uh, So, you know, I've uh, become a little bit less... um, more affectionate towards Jeff Bezos, despite his his Albuquerque local underpinnings um, there. So, well, just following on your your view of these elites, Eddie. Uh, regardless of what their religion or anti-religion is, they don't really like people. Uh, and right. I mentioned this, this yeah. book before. It's called Merchants of Despair: Radical Environmentalists, Criminal Pseudoscientists, and the Fatal Cult of Anti-Humanism. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes tonight. It's by uh, Robert Zubrin. Uh, these are the people who've been all about population control for the last, you know, 75 years. Uh, the same people who build wealth and create wonderful tools that we use, uh, you know, whether it's in tech or finance or food or, you know, whatever. And then right. somehow they think uh, we've improved lives, the lives of billions of, of people all over the planet, but we need fewer people. I mean, you, you people, when you built your businesses, were about creating a better life for all of us. But somehow you turn it around and think the only problem that the planet has is too many people. They really don't like people, and boy, do they like abortion. 
Well, having more people also creates a bigger responsibility for them because they have to virtue signal in a different way to accommodate more diversity. Uh, incidentally, folks, um, I'm snacking on uh, blue diamond almonds, a spicy dill pickle. Um, very good. So much fat, you can't even do anything about it. And lots of protein, but you know what? Almost no, no carbohydrates. A very good, healthy snack, but also some pistachios for those of you out there uh, who are looking to go ahead and uh, jump on the uh, corned beef and cabbage diet. Eric, take us out. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here in the Kiva. Hour three, you and me and the Dowd makes three. Dow 3000 live in Albuquerque. I'm broadcasting from the Stanton Hotel in El Paso, Texas. Glad to be here with uh, each and every one of you here. A beautiful city where it is uh, no snow and uh, a soccer game this evening while uh, Albuquerque had about an inch and a quarter of snow overnight. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Back after the top of the hour news. Here in my car. Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. 40,000 Russian troops have been killed, injured, or captured, or gone missing in the first month of the war in Ukraine. That's according to a NATO estimate, which says of that number, between seven and 15,000 troops are dead. Russian officials have refused to disclose those numbers. At least three people are hurt after a shooting at an outdoor mall in Arizona. It happened just before 3 p.m. local time at the Tanger Outlets in the Phoenix suburb of Glendale. Police saying there is not an active shooter situation and it was an isolated incident. USA Radio News. Have you or someone you know used heartburn medications Zantac or Ranitidine and been diagnosed with cancer? Zantac and Ranitidine have been positively linked to cancer. According to the FDA, Zantac and Ranitidine contain NDMA, a known cancer-causing agent. NDMA has been positively linked to cancers of the bladder, pancreas, esophagus, liver, and stomach. Even in single doses and in smaller doses over time, NDMA is one of the strongest proven cancer-causing agents. Call 888-960-1233 or go to ZantacMoney.com. You may be entitled to substantial compensation without going to court if you or a loved one have taken these products in the past 10 years and been diagnosed with cancer. Call now to see if you qualify for free. Call 888-960-1233 or visit ZantacMoney.com to get what may be owed to you. You may be entitled to a cash reward. Find out now at ZantacMoney.com or call 888-960-1233 to see if you qualify for free. Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson again vigorously defending her sentencing record in cases involving sex crimes. One of the most effective deterrents is one that I imposed in every case and that judges across the country impose in every case, which is substantial supervision. Judge Brown-Jackson wrapping up day two of her Senate confirmation hearings. The federal judge insisting she has imposed tough sentences within the parameters of federal laws 
that have been approved by Congress. The Department of Education will hold owners of some private colleges accountable for taxpayer losses. The Undersecretary of Education saying in a statement that if a company owns or profits from college, it should be on the hook if the institution fails students. Organizations could be responsible for financial losses if they have a 50% interest or more in a private college under the policy. USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top 10 most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. A new poll is shedding some light on Joe Biden's approval ratings. From the USA Radio News Washington, D.C. Bureau, John Hunt has the details. President Joe Biden's approval rating amongst both Democrats and Republicans has dropped to a new low as only 40 percent are approving, according to a new Reuters Ipsos poll. The poll found respondents listed the economy as their number one concern, followed by war and foreign conflicts. And in a separate poll conducted by The Wall Street Journal, more than half of those surveyed believe President Biden will not seek reelection in 2024. Miami Beach is implementing a new curfew and rules for alcohol sales during spring break. The latest curfew announced goes into effect Thursday night at 11.59 p.m. and ends at 6 a.m. on Monday. Alcohol sales will be banned in the curfew area after 6 p.m. on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this week. The rule does not affect alcohol sales at bars or restaurants. California's governor is signing a bunch of new bills into law. Democrat California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a new law on Tuesday making abortions cheaper for people on private insurance plans. The first of more than a dozen bills the state Democrat leaders plan to approve this year for a potential U.S. Supreme Court ruling that could overturn Roe v. Wade. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. The only two things in life that make it worth living is guitars tuned good and firm, feeling well. I don't need my name in the market. I got my song and I got you with me tonight. Maybe it's time to the basics of love. Let's go to looking back to Texas. This successful life living at the Hatfields and McCoys. Between 
Hank Williams pain songs and Blueberries train songs and blue eyes crying in the blue rain. Out in Louisiana, Texas, ain't nobody feeling no pain. Baby, let's sell your diamond ring, buy some boots and faded jeans and go away. This golden tie is choking me, in your high society you cry all day. We've been so busy keeping up with the Jones, four car garages and we're still building them. Maybe it's time we got back to the basics of love. Let's go to Florida, looking back, Texas. The successful life we're living, feeling like the hat fills and McCoy's. Between Williams pain songs and Newberry's train songs and blue eyes crying in the rain. I've been looking my Texas. Ain't nobody feeling no pain. 606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am at Eragon, the Rock of Talk, AM 1600, KIV, rockoftalk.com. Third hour coming at you from the ABQ. And of course, hour three, you and me, the Dowd makes three, a thousand that is. As always, you can find us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. Uh, you can podcast us on, on Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. I'm broadcasting remotely from El Paso, Texas. I'm not going to go to Luchenbach or the general store. I haven't even been through there. Uh, incidentally, Luchenbach is about uh, 60 miles north, northwest uh, from the great San Antonio, the great KOAI radio station, 1200 AM. You can listen to it nighttime uh, as that blasts through uh, <clears throat> the cavernous uh, environs of New Mexico. Also listening to 880 last night from uh, Kearney, Nebraska, I believe is where it was. And then uh, uh, listening to the great KFI, 6.40 a.m. out of Los Angeles and the 10.70 a.m. as well last night as I'm making my way down to El Paso, Texas and the Stanton Hotel. And D-Dowd Muska holding the quote-unquote fort down, we'll say holding the Kiva down there live uh, in studio. I got to say, Dowd needs his own show because I have a tendency to bogart his show. I don't <laughs> even know if that's a uh, value negative thing, but there's a lot of things he introduces that I just run him over. And like the guy is a talent in his own right in so many ways. But yes, folks, I could really talk. I've uh, been talking since the time I was erupted from the womb, so to speak. This hour, we include race nonsense, starting with the Los Alamos OBGYN whiner. And uh, I don't know what that is, but I got to tell you. Word for word, what I tell you. Oh, sorry about that. No, I think it's good. I think it's fine. People, people lead, need uh, nakedness, uh, by the uh, way. That's they that northeastern directness that I have. There we go. Dowd, kick it off for us. 550 500 if you want to go ahead and text in. I do have a number of texts that are coming into the Kiva. Nice thing about the text is I can read them all. I like to say lots and lots of text out. Uh, including uh, frontline doctors, million will get AIDS from COVID vax by the fall. Oh, great. Uh, what, what is that? That's from newswars.com. I don't know what the hell that's about. If that happens, you know who it's not happened to, folks. <laughs> this guy right here. <laughs> Everybody's got AIDS. Never AIDS, take the AIDS, shot. AIDS. I have no uh, plans to take the shot. 
Randall right there. Uh, let's see, Lawrence texts in uh, his stuff about David Boyce. Teslas are common at the Kernelan Air Force Base with Sandia National Lab employees that own them. That directly, by the way, from a Sandia National Lab's employee, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see what we got. You guys should watch some of the Jeremy's commercials. They're hilarious, dude. Super Patriot. I don't know who this Jeremy guy is, but uh, I don't know. Harry's.com. I don't know what that is. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> this one, I have said that Human Resources Dowd is running Sandia National Labs. However, it's the HR mentality that is running. And this is from a Sandia National Labs employee as well. We have many fans from there. Uh, Glenn Beck has brought up a book in 2008 where it's quote unquote, the administrator. His point was that the left thinks government would be better through administration rather than self-governance. Yes. As we can see, when Congress is in deadlock, the left has decided to take it into their own hands through executive order and the judiciary. And uh, that is called The Story of Tomorrow, 1920 to 1955, uh, published by New York B.W. Hirsch. Uh, and it's called Philip Drew. Administrator. Yeah, I doubt. Written by Colonel House, who was um, Will, uh, Woodrow Wilson's top aide. Uh, this is the peak progressivism in our country until the current era. And it was all about, you know, if we just could do away with all this messy democracy and property rights and get really, really bright people to run and everything uh, by dictate, uh, it would be wonderful. And then, of course, Colonel House was the most beloved, uh, trusted advisor to Woodrow Wilson. And like everyone else in his life, uh, Woodrow Wilson ended up uh, betraying him and driving Colonel House away for he was repaid for all his loyalty by being uh, booted out and despised by our wonderful president. Woodrow Wilson. Oh, uh, um, incidentally, a great progressive uh, was a racist, too, a out-and-out -out racist. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the first viewing of that uh, great, <clears throat> quote-unquote, colorful, colorful um, um, first movie ever shown in the White House, which is yep. known as, Dowd? The Birth of a Nation, yes. Bell covers the output end. So that's what a bell cover is. Ah. Uh, just uh, <clears throat> Murder Mike checks in uh, yet again. He's got some stats, so hopefully he's been okay. I'm not sure what happened to Murder Mike. You know, like I stated, uh, a lot of people have been asking about him. A lot of people ask about Rudy. They're still all with us, folks. Don't worry. Uh, Murder Mike says we are past the 2021 breaking uh, year uh, where we had 129 homicides. We are at 30 homicides this year, officially last night. 30 homicides this year. We surpassed last year's output total by two thus far to this point this year. Down. So there you go. I guess more good news from our, our growing downtown in Albuquerque. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, incidentally, I was accosted at a, a gas station last night, but only for a six pack of beer and uh, wasn't a hold up. Uh, the guy was, uh, you know, you just have to walk towards these people, sort of like seeing a ghost in your house, walk right at the ghost or walk right at the homeless person or walk right at the dangerous person and you'll be just fine. On I-40, just saw a shopping cart on fire on bridge that goes over the freeway to the mall. And more scenes from the apocalypse of Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'll bet they don't have that in El Paso yet. They have burning uh, shopping carts. Have yet to seen one of those. Uh, Texas has the great advantage of no state income tax and being a right-to-work state. Yep. Uh, true that uh, there, Sir Charles. Eddie, I'm in El Paso about once a month. Edith and I echo what you were saying, and I've seen it over the last 20 years. All you have to do is on the drive, notice the difference to get to Anthony right on the border. Oh, by the way, 419 gas on the way out, 385 gas in El Paso, $3.85. Who knew I'd be bragging about $3.85 gas? There you go. All you have to do is notice the difference to get to Anthony right on the border. All the growth and the development is on the Texas side of the border. The New Mexico site is stagnant. 
Uh, Murder Mike also is listening and repeats something. He's 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 needing attention. We're going to give it to him. We haven't heard from him this year. Listening, I'm doing well. Thank you for your kind words. Just needed to get away from the scanners for a little while to clear my head and be back in the saddle in no time. And he says he loves you, boss. I'm nobody's boss, but I do appreciate the nice sentence. If you want to insult Eddie Aragon, call call him your boss. He, that will not be received very well. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. He's not one of these. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't. I, Some I of like- us actually in the Kiva, let's just say we work better uh, alone. I, I was part of a, uh, I had a contract uh, employment a couple of years ago with a, literally a billion dollar uh, political entity, lobbying entity. And I remember talking to some of the big people back in, Washington, back in Washington and I said, you know, I'm grateful for this opportunity, but I'm just, I'm an outside cat, not an inside cat. And I probably won't last very long here. And turns out I was completely right. I was destined for uh, work elsewhere, let's say. Yeah. Uh, we don't need notoriety. We just need the truth in front of us. Um, let's see. Someone was sending me some screensavers to put some nice El Paso backdrops. El Paso really is beautiful as you're driving through it. You're driving around the border and then you look across and, you know, Juarez is right there. Um, and um, I doubt, I got to say that there is a part of me that is sort of feels sort of being pulled to Mexico right now. And as you know, I'm not very fond of Mexico. Um, how but- that's how nice El Paso if you think is. New Mexico has problems, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to love Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so same as old, same as old Mexico, same mentality, just uh, just with new in front of it. Um, Eddie, hey Eric, you're going to like this. Turn on your mic, Eric, and put on your camera. Let's see you. I've got a, a text for you. This is a really good text. I'm very excited about this. So Eric comes from Cumulus. There's Eric. There he is. Uh, Great uh, guitarist that he is. He says, hey, Eddie, let me know if you'd like Eric and and, and I to get together to play some music. Maybe start a band. Wow. I can't just play with anybody now. (laughs) Discriminating for our friend over here. (laughs) He says, holy crap, I'm November 21st. It's like a magical mystery tour. Uh, what What day of the month? of whatever month you happen to be born in, uh, Eric, uh, what day of the month is your birthday? The 15th. Okay. Close enough. And Dowd, you're the what? 16th. 16th. Okay. Don't forget Phoenix lights. Oh, that is a good one. Uh, I spent lots of time. Yeah. Yeah. I spent lots of time with Hoagland. Oh, Richard Hoagland. Uh, someone tried to connect me to him, by the way. He's an interesting (laughs) fellow. Have you met him? No, just I've seen a lot of him on television and videos. <laughs> oh yeah, he was uh, he was he was doing some nighttime uh, radio for some time, and then when Art Bell before he passed, he was doing some stuff with him. And you can listen to Art Bell twenty four seven on the Art Bell channel. Get a C Crane WW three radio. You were showing um, me the other day. Yeah, right? and then you can listen to Art Bell twenty four seven. The great thing about Art is he really is timeless. Yet at the very same time allows uh, whoever's listening to him to kind of find that point in time and give you uh, some level, not just nostalgia, but I think um, sort of getting the frame of mind. He was very good at sort of cementing the uh, collective uh, sort of epoch of what people were feeling during the time. If you listen to his Y2K broadcasts, if you listen to his pre-9-11 stuff, if you listen to the stuff when Bill Clinton was going through his impeachment proceedings, like his way of like phrasing things, parapolitical, political, and other is just uh, simply amazing. So I highly recommend that. Um, let's see. Oh, he says uh, he did not like uh, him picking Uptown Girl. And finally, so are you getting back into commercial real estate, puppy? 
Uh, Eric and Dowd in the Kiva seat. I smell what the Rock of Talk is cooking. I'm in the Bosque, bro. Frank from Adenal in La Vega. Orale. All right. Dowd, uh, let's go ahead and proceed with uh, Los Alamos and the OBGYN, the gyno up there. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's quite a story, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I hesitate to bring this to you, but uh, we're 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 talking about an all a uh, first ballot Hall of Fame whiner. Uh, and, and admittedly, I'm not privy to everything that's going on here, but this article is uh, rather rather revealing. Dr. Brenda Pereda, uh, uh, as our former president, Mr. Obama would say, Obigaini has resigned from her position at Los Alamos Medical Center and will be leaving the Women's Health Clinic in June. Why? She said that her, during her onboarding uh, at the facility in October 2020, it was less than optimal uh, in that she didn't meet anybody for the first year, particularly uh, of the pan because of the pandemic, but partly because there was no effort to have a meet and greet and even uh, even with a handful of people. After a year on the job, she said she asked to have a meet and greet in her office, but there was only minimal turnout. She continues for the first three months of her employment at the uh, hospital medical facility. Uh, the good doctor said the doctor's lounge was, quote, semi welcoming, but that it soon became a male doctor centered environment. She said there was underlying uh, an underlying non welcoming feeling predominantly from four male doctors, quote. The doctor's lounge became psychologically unsafe for me. New, new, new term, psychologically unsafe. Not, you know, you're not going to be injured. You're not going to be killed, but it's just psychologically unsafe. Just, it wasn't a good mental place for me. And I seldom went there for anything unless I was in the hospital for a delivery in the middle of the night. I was told such statements as Dr. Pareda needs to go back to Mexico were reported to me. So, <laughs> not saying uh, it was said to her. She said someone said someone said that about her. Um, you ever you ever work in a in an office, ladies and gentlemen, with the back and forth and uh, and the gossip? And I mean, yeah, can you really trust that? Uh, back back to her lovely quote here. I find that type of comment distasteful, and know that it comes from a place of ignorance. Unless I'm willing to teach and spend my most precious resource time into educating my colleagues about the politics of whose land we are on in the state of New Mexico, wow. I know not to engage in such discourse. You said ultimately what matters is hard to ignore. Uh, it's needing surgical backup and hesitating to call those colleagues, which, quote, dangerously undermines patient safety, particularly in a low resource Rural setting like Los Alamos, New Mexico. Uh, I hate to break it to you, Doctor. Los Alamos is the most affluent community in New Mexico, uh, and in fact, by in, in the country, it, by any standards, it is one of the most resourced communities uh, in America. She complained yeah. about intolerance from uh, surgeons. Uh, they were bumping an elective u u urology case uh, secondary to an urgent cesarean section. Uh, she also said, Doctor Pareda uh, said she can only conclude that her social identity, okay, her social identity. As a Latina physician of color, and wouldn't Latina physician cover the of color part? Are we are we building the lily here? Uh, a Latina physician of color of Mexican descent, okay, in particular Mexican descent, may trigger statements such as, "quote She needs to go back to Mexico." Close quote. The fact that I am a board certified full scope OBGYN who is a nationally known reproductive health specialist may trigger a male colleague to call me an abortionist. Uh, note, note the just note the nuance there. It may trigger 
someone calling her abortionist. She's not reporting an actual incident of someone calling her an abortionist. I am fellowship trained in family planning and I provide abortions when indicated for maternal or fetal indication, she said. Uh, the good doctor continues, uh, hostile behavior toward her, uh, such as the male colleague walking around the operating room without greeting her. Uh, you know, I'm sure in an operating room, you know, the, the number one priority of most doctors is greeting the other doctors, not taking care of the patient. Uh, despite being face to face, utters silence when she walks into the doctor's lounge and reports reports of the male colleagues throwing darts at a photo of her uh, one on his dartboard. She said this behavior is over the top, and, and this is my favorite line in the whole piece, ladies and gentlemen. She said, even if those reports were rumors, they have the same impact of making her feel physically and psychologically unsafe. This is back to the whole My Truth movement, you know. Uh, it doesn't matter if it objectively happened. We can't prove to you that it happened. There's no video or still photographies. You, you know, you don't have a bunch of eyewitnesses coming forward and saying this happened. Uh, even if the rumors, and they never actually took place, they had the same uh, impact. As a solo OBGYN practitioner in rural New Mexico, I cannot practice safely knowing that my surgical backup is intentionally intimidating, hostile, and unprofessional. Okay, we wrap this, uh, this, uh, this horrendous piece up by uh, her final quote. The lack of diversity at uh, the Los Alamos Medical Center has been very challenging. I am the only Latina physician. Well, no, no more. Uh, I was hoping that cognitive diversity, the toolkits we bring to the workplace due to our different worldviews, could help us find some common ground, but it has not. The good doctor found uh, the Los Alamos Medical Center to be a, uh, it's just, it was just hell on earth for the good doctor. I mean, she was a Latina of Mexican descent. And, and there are reports and rumors, no facts, no proof, that nasty things were said about her. And um, he is cheesing it, and she is out of that facility. Uh, no more Dr. Brenda <clears throat> at Los Alamos Medical Center. Uh, Eddie, you know, I'm sure uh, our, our audience has a reaction to this, but uh, it seems like there's a lot of made-up stuff and a lot of kind of getting up in the morning and looking to be offended and looking for examples that may not have actually right. even happened uh, and then stomping away and saying that it was a, uh, a hostile workplace. Uh, we'll put the we'll put the final coda to this. Uh, she formerly served as an assistant professor and assistant dean of diversity, equity, and inclusion at the University of New Mexico Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. That should surprise no one, given uh, what her behavior was, where she where she where she learned her craft, being a member of the outrage industry, folks. What I, I no commentary for me. I'll let I'll let this article speak for itself. Matt, yeah, I, I will add uh, to this. You have to wonder. There's some things that sort of you know seep into your head, Dowd. Um, I think naturally is like how do people like this inevitably end up in positions of power? Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that's the kind of first first stroke. Secondly, boards, regents. Um, I don't know anybody who has the capacity to hire. Uh, by committee, how do they allow this mentality not to uh, not to go unchecked? I think this is something that they could have seen from a long way off. Um, nobody needs in management someone to be hyperbolic uh, or uh, someone who is. Um, I'm going to go a step further rather than just saying sort of uneven or unsettled. I think deranged, um, and I would think you know generally people who don't have a true north, uh, whether that's God or, you know, Jesus or, you know, Muhammad or whatever it happens to be, have a tendency, I think, to kind of 
be a little bit more hyperbolic than than anybody else out there because they're searching for meaning in their own life. And in doing so, they ultimately find it uh, by virtue signaling a level of political correctness uh, that doesn't really find itself in a practical world to be very useful. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of ultimately what we see with all this stuff is, you know, just a lack of uh, real firm footing in all this. So you're going to see this from the people who are out to make a name for themselves. And so when you we'll go back to that word that I think we talked about yesterday, the day before the, you know, cacophony of noise that comes out and they inevitably grab on to a, a particular note or two that they want to just go ahead and bang that gong. And it's generally towards institutions that are already in full-throated support of them, whether that's LANOS, Sandia National Labs, University of New Mexico, or, hey, the statewide electoral office of attorney general right up, up to the governor and the state auditor themselves who are full-throated Democrats. They love this woke politics. And I think they appreciate this. And I think this is her firm sacrifice. And she doesn't really have anything to shake her fist at. She knows that. But it does make a name for herself. We are talking about her on the radio. And I doubt that she is going to try and suppress uh, any of her... <clears throat> um, I don't know what what you call these appetites for more of this type of uh, quote unquote grievances that have happened against her and I think her outlook on life. Uh, we cannot all just wish that we could shape the world as uh, we want it to be, uh, no matter how ambitious and controlling we are. Uh, it just can't happen. Look, I'm I run a radio station. Dowd has an article with, I mean, a, a place where he does his compositions with plenty of people who pay attention to it. Um, we wail against the frustration that we have to deal with in a world that has to do with. But, you know, what's the uh, the character in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, uh, Francis, who wants to make Pee-wee's life an entire hell? The difference between Francis and this particular character uh, up at Los Alamos National Labs, who's running the women's reproductive health system, there's little to no difference between the two. They're all playing with their toys in the bathtub, wishing the world could be the way they want it to be, and it never will be, uh, no matter how they try, how hard they try. The problem is this, is the impulse that's going to be out there uh, from various policymakers is they will react to a story like this, hear her grievance, and then somehow over a long period of time, uh, make some level of associative uh, policy recommended changes just because she's the squeaky wheel and the squeaky wheels inevitably get the grease. Uh, yeah, Eddie, and I, I really, uh, what, what you said uh, over the last few minutes of all of what you said, this notion of people without a true North uh, really resonated with me because uh, I've always been in, in the, uh, a sociologist back in the fifties wrote this book, uh, uh, The Lonely Crowd, about the people, Americans were formerly interdirected and, you know, they had a vision of what they wanted to accomplish and they really focused on that moving forward. And then the, he contrasted that with the more superficial other related people who are constantly obsessed about, you know, what their standing is and how people are reacting to them and how they react to the how way that people are reacting to them. And when you do have that true north, you can accuse those of us who who have that of being, you know, Aspergery and, and, you know, ignoring social graces and that kind of thing. But uh, you are, you know, you have a clear path that you've set out for yourself with, with goals. Uh, and you do oftentimes, it's still a somewhat free country. You can achieve those in, in this woman's mind. Uh, she, you know, she's the hero in this own movie that she's directing and producing or, 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 or her own yes. narrative of her life. Yes, uh, absolutely. She's the hero and she's the hero. She's in the early stages of the narrative because that's when the hero is a <clears throat> right. victim and, and doesn't triumph. And she's going through the the, the harshness um, and 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 constantly being the victim. I mean, to, to you, sent, you sent me an update when you were running from here. Somebody made some 
video on Facebook about me and, you know, attaching me to you and attacking me. I, I never watched the video. I don't care. <laughs> it means nothing to me what he, what he says about me. He knows. I, I've had, I think I had maybe three conversations and a couple of emails with him years ago. It means absolutely nothing to me. The opposite of, of that is someone who gets up every morning and looks to be offended. Um, another wonderful example I had one time, I was at a, I used to work for this ridiculous phony baloney think tank called the Rio Grande Foundation. You should never give a dollar to ladies and gentlemen. And there was an event there and there was at a hotel and they might've been at the Pyramid Marriott up there uh, off Jefferson. And I think it was fairly small room. Well, they were all pretty small events. And there was no flag no flag in the corner, you know, behind the, the lectern over to the corner. Usually there's uh, an American flag. It's, it's very common for public events. Uh, I, I think as America, as Americans are less and less involved in the military and, you know, we display the flag, not as much people don't think about it. It's not an attack right. on you. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, maybe it was an oversight and the people on the right, they're very pro-military. And this elderly woman came up to me and was the angriest person I've ever seen uh, accusing the, my, or, you know, the organization I worked for, it's not really an organization, it's kind of a scam, but beyond that, uh, of you know, <laughs> offending, all the, you know, offending all the veterans in the room, and, you know, we didn't think ahead to have the flag. You know, in her world, she's the hero defending the veterans. We're the villains in our callousness toward our failure to recognize the veterans so that we could have the flag there so that we could say the Pledge of Allegiance. I hate I didn't have I didn't take the time to explain to her that the Pledge of Allegiance was written by a socialist 100 years ago. And no one who considers themselves conservative or loving America should ever say the Pledge of, Pledge of Allegiance. But we'll leave we'll leave Inter- that. For, uh, interesting, Dowd. We got to we'll do something that. on that. That's okay. good. That's yes, good. I like Bellamy that. Brothers. We'll talk about the Bellamy brothers and their, 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 their socialism. So anyway, I, I just when I read this article, I thought of that woman coming at me and coming in hot on on. on the Dow 3000 already making up her mind. She's the hero. I'm the villain. And I, I, Eddie, I can't relate to these people because I got to, I got to kill what I eat. I eat what I kill every morning. Right. I got to get up and good, give product to people who consume my product. I got, I, I have deadlines. I have obligations. I have dogs that need me and I got to try to live a decent life myself. I just can't imagine getting up every morning, putting your feet on the floor and, 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 and with the singular focus of how can I be offended today? But boy, do we have a lot of these people in our country. It's scary. It is. And uh, if you don't stop them, it's just like Reese Witherspoon on election. You know, yes. it, that's you. If you don't stop yes. them, there will be no end to it. I mean, look, look at Michelle Lujan Grisham. Nobody stopped her. Look where she is today. And she's still doing what she's doing. (laughs) Let's take a step back here just for a second before we, you know, wrap the show. I mean, I got to say first, my compliments to Eric for doing what he's doing. This has been 10 years in the making. To get ourselves to a point like this, you may not think that this is a big deal, me being able to broadcast remotely and give you a different perspective. And like, this is real radio today. Dowd in the studio, you know, doing this. He's been remote for a while, you know. I've worked myself to get to the point where we can might be able to do something like this and give you guys different experiences and you guys hearing different perspectives and stuff like this is the radio that I've always wanted to listen to where people are out on the road. People are out are experiencing doing things. One of the great things about uh, Rush Limbaugh is his myriad of experiences allowed him a different perspectives over a period of time. You fired seven times. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't have that. I don't have that ability to uh, be that age and that level of experience, but we do have the ability to kind of move around about the cabin, so to speak, and experience different things. And there's no better time that we need perspective than being completely insulated uh, from what has been happening in other parts of the world. 
whether it's California, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, being able to broadcast like this and with the technology that's out there and being able to send it in is a thing that I've really been wanting to focus on post mayor election because I've been wanting to give people different perspectives. So kudos to Eric for being a great guy. Uh, he got kicked out of Cumulus for not wanting to get vaccinated, I believe. I think that was the official reason. So he called me up one day, I said, come on in. And you know, I'm, I'm nobody's uh, hitching post uh, for sure. But he, he was a guy immediately based upon his attitude and attitude only, because it certainly was his technical prowess when it comes to the computer. The guy doesn't own one. Uh, certainly uh, not when his technical prowess when it comes to the, the mobile phone. He doesn't own one. Uh, this is a guy who's simply a fan of radio. And that's important and uh, I think key to what we're doing. Uh, Dowd, in terms of our research, our in-depth stuff, this is unmatched anywhere. I don't know how else to kind of quantify you can't quantify uh, the the work that this man has done over time. You know, for every day that we have him here and the things we're doing and that you listen, it's a gift. Uh, it really, truly is a gift. And he's cantankerous and tough on some people. He oftentimes uh, will go the opposite way, but I wouldn't prefer it any other way. Uh, he takes issue with gubernatorial candidates, with politicians. He uh, viciously attacks them uh, with the truth of their own uh, experience, doings, and history, as we, he has done with the likes of Rebecca Dow. Um, uh, we'll go so far as to say, you know, even former employers, as you just heard. And I think that that's something that should not be undervalued. Uh, that's that's a level of commitment to what he's doing, and even me uh, several times. And I enjoy that as well because everybody knows that I enjoy a fight. And then the things that I'm doing and have been doing, let's not forget about my own experience and the things that I've thrown myself. It's not that I wasn't busy enough to, to be running a business and getting on the radio every day. I decided to go ahead and try and take on, you know, Michelle Lujan Grisham through the Impeach MLG to take on, uh, you know, the the truth of, of everything when it comes down to understanding uh, where we are with the coronavirus and COVID and challenging the science and putting some pieces out there. You know, this is prior to Rock of Talk Chat, and then jumping in with doubt and, you know, really kind of keeping everybody connected and their pulses going and feeling like they have some level of sanity out there um, in challenging that science and 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 in getting some really good information out there, uh, bringing the likes of Dr. Yeadon uh, and as as late uh, Dr. Uh, Mearsheimer, who's been uh, providing some tremendous insight. And that's stuff that you get here and nowhere else. And then, of course, my um, <clears throat> endeavors, if you want to call them that, I don't know, pursuits. I don't even know what it was. I'd say it's insanity at this point, uh, including the uh, pursuit of running for state party chair for the Republican Party. A completely and totally dysfunctional organization that is directed uh, only by it's the size of its own ego and the uh, the depth the depth of its own hollowness, which seems to be never ending at this point. Not to mention the CD one uh, de decision to run of that. There's nobody who could have beat Melanie Stansberry but me that first time around. Fortunately, we were able to recruit uh, Luis Sanchez and get him going. I think he will prevail in CD one. I continue to be very confident about him and his prospects. And then, of course, uh, well, my mayoral run because I just didn't want to vote for Republican. And I got to tell you, I mean, for a Democrat, I only wanted to vote for Republican. And I think that that was an important thing. And I think that that's starting to have some important impacts, including on the city council races. And, of course, you saw uh, some of the uh, work of uh, one uh, 
former Jay McCluskey finally getting on a winning streak. It's no surprise to me that he got on a winning streak at a time when I decided to run for mayor during that time. Even though Jay and I might not talk, I think we are on the same side of thing. And we do have to get a Republican uh, in the uh, gubernatorial mansion, no matter who uh, it happens to be. It definitely has to R on the back of its name. The latest poll results coming out. One of the reasons I decided to to interview Greg Zanetti and get to know him a little bit better and really challenge him is, you know, it, a lot of people have stated that he's, you know, not that personality driven, not that dull. He is easily, in my opinion, the most marketable person from an intelligence standpoint, uh, from an experience standpoint. You know, Dowd might have his differences with him on some things, and I might have my differences with him. But, you know, in my opinion, the only person at this point who is capable of taking down Michelle Lujan Grisham and who's likable enough, which is gonna be the most important characteristic, is gonna be Greg Zanetti uh, in that. I'm not giving him my full-throated endorsement. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help every Republican that there is, but I am gonna tell you that we need somebody who can turn this state around because I don't wanna go to Texas. I don't wanna go to Arizona. I don't wanna go to Utah. I don't wanna go to Colorado. I'd love to stay here, but there's less and less year after year to stay here for. I don't care how much the start bagging, start bragging crowd decides that it wants to tell us how great beer, balloons, burritos, and I don't know, baseball and soccer are in the city of Albuquerque. It's not going to keep businesses here. Uh, look at the empty storefronts downtown, uptown. Look at the terrible infrastructure that we have there, folks. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. Stop telling yourself stories. We're here to provide this narrative to each and every one of you every single day. And if you don't think that we've been successful, Successful, just look at the number of imitators that we have there. Everybody thinks that they can just do talk radio. There's nobody who can speak and talk and is as educated as what we're doing. And we work hard at what we do because we care a lot. Nobody cares more than, than Dowd and I, and I think Eric as well. And I'll tell you what, nobody cares about how much you know until they know how much you care. And we care more than anybody else. For all the latest writings, you can find them directly at rockoftalk.chat. Dowd, the top five is found at 4 a.m. in the morning at rockoftalk.chat. Yeah, folks, these are the most clicked items that you, our subscribers, clicked on. And if you're not a subscriber, come on in. The water's fine. 19.6 cents a day. Uh, number one, <laughs> this is uh, not going to surprise you. Uh, Los Alamos OBGYN a physician re resigns from the medical center, claiming she has a hostile and unsafe workplace. Uh, that People bid on that one big time, Eddie. And uh, it just that as we went through it, that story reveals quite a lot. Uh, number two, Rio Rancho will not release the information that is being requested uh, by about the poor child who died. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we have, we'll maybe get into more of this tomorrow. Uh, that is, that's a very interesting story about law enforcement and the public's right to know. And it's, a, it's more than a little disturbing about where we're going on that. Uh, number three, a great article from spikedonline.com, a, a UK, the UK publication that does a lot of stuff about uh, over here in America too. No, it turns out it's not racist to teach kids to speak properly. Uh, it's not white privilege. We have a uh, language that we use in our country and the better you speak, the better your job prospects, the better you present yourself. Uh, that's not racism. That's trying to help children from whatever background. Uh, number four, the Americans for Tax Reform, Grover Norquist's group lobbying against yet another stimmy payment. Uh, they're, they're talking about more stimmy payments, gasoline or even non-gasoline connected. Uh, I think we've had quite, quite enough of them. And number five, real interesting piece from the Blaze, uh, Glenn Beck's media operation, the cost of lithium, a key component of our beloved electric vehicles, I believe it's in the battery there, uh, that is skyrocketing along with all the other commodities. What's a Corraleño to do when the cost of an EV goes through the roof? Uh, we should have a lot of compassion for these people. They're really hurting, aren't they? <laughs>
All right. Good stuff, everybody. Dow, great job. Eric, thanks for producing the show. Thank you all for listening right here in the Kiva, broadcasting live from the Stanton Hotel in downtown El Paso, New Mexico. I'm Eddie Aragon, signing off until tomorrow at 4 p.m. Looking forward to a terrific Thursday right here in the Kiva. Sit high, getting ideas. Ain't nothing but a fool to live like this. Out all night in the running wild. Woman sitting home with a month old child. Dang me, dang me. They ought to take a rope and hang me. High from the highest tree. Woman, would you weep for me? One more time. Just sitting around drinking with the rest of the guys. Six rounds bought and I bought five. And I spent the groceries and half the rent. I like $14.27. Or dang me, hang me. They ought to take a rope and hang me. High from the highest tree. Woman, would you weep for me? One more time. Roses are red, violets are purple, sugar is sweet, and so is maple syrup. I'm the seventh out of seven sons, packed as a pistol, I'm a son of a gun. Well, dang me, dang me, down to take a rope and hang me. I from the highest tree, woman, would you weep for me? <laughs>